And welcome back to Sons of Foot Radio, a podcast about the art and sport of professional wrestling. I'm your co-host, Thomas Lisi, as always, joined by Alex Drayton. Alex, what's up? Yeah, there you got to turn the volume down. All right. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Well, from the technical... Well, first of all, Alex, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) Well, first of all, um, from the technical difficulties, because we're not pros... This is the second Facebook live show that we have done. So everybody in the video scope, how are you today? Thank you for spending some of your Sunday night. Happy Fourth of July weekend. You're... This is Sunday, July 5th, 2020. Well, Someone's birthday is oh, coming up. Yeah, it is my birthday tomorrow. I will be 34 years old. Oof. Very excited. Um, well, so we gave this the Facebook live a second go around because off the success of our first one when we had a whopping seven viewers was the peak <laughs> we were like you know what let's do it <laughs> hey tom i'm peaking i'm peaking uh um so Chick- after chicken candies. <laughs> chicken candies. am i peaking yet am i peaking um so after the first show we decided to do it again but we decided to change the time up a little bit so now we are doing it on Sunday night. Normally, we record on Sunday mornings, but because the thing called life is coming back into reality, <laughs> things are opening up. Our work schedules are, you know, Alex's new job, my job. So you have the honor of listening to us and watching us. <laughs> right. And now. Yeah. So So crack a couple cold ones. Yeah. Crack a couple Steve Weisers because uh, this episode is going to be really good. Um, first of all, as you can tell. Uh, we brought our belts today. This is a new belt. This is the Intercontinental belt. I got this from my wife as a gift for my birthday. I love you. Thank you for the gift. Um, she's not. She's not watching. It, of co- she's not watching. Oh, I don't know. How many people are watching right now? Three, and one of them is myself because <laughs> I have to. So, <laughs> two. Um, Fucking chicken tendies. <laughs> no, but uh, I love the Intercontinental belt because it was like the workhorse belt. So, like all the guys that can go the distance, Mister Perfect, Ricky Steamboat. Macho Man, Bret Hart, they've all held the Intercontinental Championship. Right, because it was a gateway to the, the championship yes. itself. Right. And just the way we say it, Intercontinental. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. So, um, again, Facebook Live, if you have any questions related to wrestling, hopefully they're all related to wrestling, because this is a wrestling podcast. <laughs> Christine says she is watching. <laughs> um, oh, can... and my wife, too. So nice. It's our wives <laughs> and myself. The support. <laughs> the, su- the support is there by everybody. No, but um, if anybody is <laughs> hashtag supportive wives, <laughs> supportive wives. If anybody is uh, listening or watching, and you want to ask a question, you can ask us anything wrestling related. Hopefully, it's wrestling related, and Alex will call you out, shout you out, and we'll <laughs> talk the question. Oh, oh, I'm gonna fucking call you out. Yeah, we're gonna call you out. So, off of rebounding off of, in my opinion, what was our best podcast? We talked for two hours about the Undertaker. Right, and which was easy. Which was easy because honestly, it's you can go for hours and hours and hours about the Undertaker. You no know, things we didn't even touch on, like early career, you know, to just in one errors a, a certain character of his at that time. We just kind of went through a couple of the tropes, you know, just yeah. a couple here or there. I mean, like we didn't do like every match because that'd be like No Mercy two thousand one. He beat Batista right. Judgment Day two thousand one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like we touched base about. Some of his greatest moments, his greatest accomplishments, his debut, all that fun stuff. So he actually debuted. Now, this episode, we don't have a name yet, but uh, 
it was advertised to be talking about all the errors of professional wrestling in the WWF. So yeah. we have all these errors. We have the golden era. We have the new generation. We have the attitude era, which completely blew the minds off of every wrestling fan. As the computer is falling off of the table right now, they are live, baby. Um, also, the ruthless aggression era, the PG era, and we'll talk about the controversy with that. And now the reality era is what we're going through with right now. Yeah. I guess you can say there's a COVID era, too. Is there a COVID era of wrestling? Okay, we'll go with that. We can make one up. But um, golden era. This is when The Undertaker debuted. Now, for me, this is when I started watching wrestling. I started watching wrestling in the golden era. So golden era is... So, so the birth of Hulkamania, right. 84, so you, so you 85 it can be considered legends area or uh, era, excuse me, or, um, WrestleMania era. Yeah. Cause you know, 84, 85. Um, now this, this whole era that we're about to talk about completely changed the way that people look at wrestling because a big part of it is what Vince McMahon did is he brought WrestleMania into it. Right. Right. So WrestleMania, he took the gamble, uh, 36 years ago. <clears throat> and just booked this huge show. He brought in celebrities. He brought in Muhammad Ali. He brought in Sidney uh, Lauper. He brought in Billy Martin. Celebrities helped help sell it. And once again, you know, we had touched upon that a couple of yeah. episodes ago. Yep. And Mr. T. So you have a celebrity headlining. But that whole era of wrestling definitely brought forward some of the most nostalgic, most famous wrestlers of all time. So right. um, Hulk Hogan. Household names, yeah, and and stuff. People of pop culture now, yeah, yeah. Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, Mister Perfect, Rick Rude, The Undertaker, Bret Hart, Legion of Doom. All these guys started off in the WWF in the Golden Era, a phenomenal time for wrestling. And the beginning of that was hands down the birth of Hulkamania. Right. The birth of Hulkamania and rock and wrestling yes. with MTV that really helped it too yep. because it became mainstream. Exactly. You hit the uh, nail on the hammer with that. How many people we got watching? Any uh, questions? So five. Five. No. Okay. All right. So the golden era of wrestling. They're what eating ma- dinner. <laughs> like they have families. Yeah. What What made it so special? It was so special because. Everybody was a wrestling fan it, back then. Right. Kids. Like, um, I know my father was. You oh, know, yeah. Like, because they'll talk about people now, you know. Um, and it's those people from that era. Yeah. You know, people today, you know, if I ask my dad who this guy is, probably wouldn't know. But if they do know, it's because of television and mm-hmm. whatever they're trying to cross promote because you see them all over the place now. Yeah. But back then, this was this was a big deal man wrestling was the tits it was the greatest thing in the world 80s was a great time for wrestling mm-hmm. and boxing yeah which had been around for an eternity mike tyson sugar ray mm-hmm. all these guys and what made it so different compared to like i mean baseball football sports yeah but like professional wrestling even though it's sports entertainment it's still a, to me it's a sport yeah right so when you have hulk hogan hosting saturday night live you have mainstream TV shows. Hulk Hogan is on Sports Illustrated. He's the only wrestler to ever be put on the cover of Sports Illustrated. At that time? Ever. What about Charlotte? No. She's... No. Or was that with the body That was issue? the body oh, issue. Oh, that was, was different. Well, that was ESPN magazine. This oh, is Sports Illustrated. This okay. is like... Okay, got it. This yeah, is the yeah, Rolls Royce. Yeah. So he's featured on the cover yep. because it's, it's this resurgence of professional wrestling. Right? Right. And 
WrestleMania changed everything that we see in wrestling now, right? A once one time a year started off sold, sell out everywhere. Ninety three thousand the Pontiac Silverdome, right? Becomes a household name. Okay. You don't think that was exaggerated a little bit though? You know, because there was a if you look at the overhead, the way it's shot, the way they open, there's a lot of empty fucking space. Really? Yeah. I didn't see any. Oh, hundred percent. There's a lot of empty space. Well, the higher you go up and stuff, yeah. Well, maybe it was like seventy-five to eighty, but right. So but I mean, you ninety. Know, they, yeah, they staged the numbers a little. It doesn't bit. matter. It was a lot of people, so. <laughs> yeah, no, you're go ahead. <laughs> Your wife. Um, <clears throat> she wants to remodel this wall, get rid of the Red Sox. She stuff. said, that, "Yeah, yeah." You she knew. wants to put up Randy Orton's pictures. <laughs> We actually talked about that behind. We're actually well. If you can see us, there's a lot of Red Sox stuff, but you don't see the walls and walls of wrestling stuff that's behind me. Um, one of the biggest moments that happened in the in the uh, golden era, hands down, was was Andre and Hulk Hogan, WrestleMania three. Yep. Everybody talks about and WrestleMania three in general. Yeah, WrestleMania three completely changed wrestling, and changed the history of WrestleMania forever. And you know what's funny? They so uh, Fox Sports one has been. Because we have no other programming to watch. Yeah. They've been putting on old WrestleManias. What's mm-hmm. the first one that they put on? WrestleMania 3. Thank you. you not to. one. Not two. <laughs> not two. It went right to one three. In, one was kind of boring, honestly. Two was just a clusterfuck of stuff. I've watched one once. Yeah. Way back. I haven't felt the need to just go back and watch the first yeah. ever one. Because three kind of featured entrances. They had like that car that was going down the ramp. They had the the Federettes, which were the women dressed in the purple. <laughs> that that lasted a couple years. Federettes. That's what they call the Federettes. And um, just think of the people that were at WrestleMania three. Aretha Franklin sang the most popular national yeah. anthem in WrestleMania history. Yeah, and they use it like every year for video packages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then she did it again twenty years later, and we'll talk about that later on. But like uh, Alice Cooper was there. He came out with Jake the Snake. So every year, Bob Uecker. <clears throat> um, every year they're bringing celebrities in this huge event. That's how big yeah. wrestling was. Wrestling was mainstream TV. And they like, used you celebrity want... like prowess to get over for, I'd say, the first nine to ten years. Yeah. After that, it was every once in a while, you know, when they didn't feel like they needed it because the event sells itself and, mm-hmm. and it's such a big draw. They're doing huge numbers. They don't need extra people. Every once in a while, you know, you'll see a Tyson – uh, you had the Mayweather in there. Yeah. Recently, not really. Not, not much. There was that phase when there was like Hugh Jackman, there was Kevin Hart, like all these actors were in on Raw guest star. It was always to promote a movie that they were doing anyway. So. Yeah. But a big thing about the uh, the Golden Era was Serenade's main event. Yep. Right. That was the first time the whole programming situation changed. Saturday night. I think it was before Saturday Night Live. I think it was on at like 9 or 10 o'clock at night. No. So what what happened was, um, so it would air in the same place of Saturday Night Live. So, you know, we can't, like today, you can turn on, look on the guide and see what's going on. You couldn't do that back then. So you had to go to the store, buy a TV guide and find out what programming was on. So people used to get the TV guide (laughs) to see if it was Saturday Night's main event, which would probably air like once a month. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, in that slot of Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. And they would get excited about that. And the ratings were went through the roof. Remember, it's on NBC, Correct. right? So this is this is Vince McMahon taking the gamble with, with programming. National. National television, television programming. And, and he did this early. 
Yeah. It just finally came back to, I guess, five is national. So five. Yeah. Just for SmackDown. And then, like, he kind of brought it back. Like, remember when he brought it back, like, ten years ago? I actually liked it. It wasn't bad. Well, I knew what it was. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is different. There There was so much more advertising for it, too. Yeah. But, like, some great, like, some of the most infamous moments of that era happened on Saturday Night's Main Event. Like, the breakup of the Mega Powers happened on Saturday Night's Main Event when uh, Macho ran over Elizabeth and them two, they collided. That Saturday Night's Main Event would be, like, their go-home shows. Yeah. Because everything would be filmed for mm-hmm. that, and then the next thing would be some major pay-per-view or whatever they were doing. Yeah. Now, remember, for anyone that doesn't know, they only did four pay-per-views back in the day. So... Um, a lot of the go home shows, like now the running joke is go home shows are bad because nothing really happens on a go home show no, on TV now. It's and just you recaps. Don't want to see anybody get hurt? That's yeah, like, that's all it is, and it's just that the you non know, uh, DQ finishes. And, yeah, and it's like they they stare at each other on the ramp, and it's like this Sunday at the horror show of Extreme Rules, <laughs> they changed the name again for, to the horror show at Extreme Rules. At Extreme Rules? So yeah. So it wasn't Extreme Rules of the Horror Show? Yeah, now it's the Horror Show at Extreme Rules. You know that's this Sunday too, right? Or no? No. That's next week? It's next. It's two weeks. The 19th. Damn. Yeah. Mm. So okay. um, hopefully, hopefully it's good because then the episode can be the Horror Show that was. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that was Extreme Rules. The titles of the episodes make themselves. Yeah, the right. titles of the episodes make themselves. But <clears throat> uh, we talk about the Mega Powers colliding on Saturday Night's event. That's such a classic um, infamous moment, and that all that all happened on that show. Yeah, so many great matches. Like I mentioned last week, the Paul Orndorff um, Hulk Hogan steel cage match, where at technically Orndorff won, but in the classic blue cage. Yep. Did he touch first? Yeah, because they both looked at each other on the opposite sides of the cage, and I think Orndorff actually landed first. But the way they did the camera, you can't you couldn't tell. Oh, but like, okay. if it's it's real quick. Um, I remember Zeus debuted on Saturday Night's main event again, mm-hmm. another steel cage match. Wow. So, like, what they would do is they would just pack the show with all top superstars. And, like, Hulk Hogan would come on, Macho Man would come on. But, like, Hulk Hogan would wrestle, like I said, like, last week, like, some random jobber for the for the belt. And you yeah. know he wasn't going to win. But then we also had Superst- uh, Wrestling Challenge. Wrestling Challenge. Yeah. Which was another show that was aired on USA, I believe, that was kind of... Superstars was in the next era. Yeah, that Superstars was, was, was in the, the next 90s, era, yeah. yeah. So, he had Wrestling Challenge. He had Saturday Night's Been Event during this whole time. So, like... I'm just going to go, like, I, I want to talk about wrestlers during the golden era. That's what we're here for. Hands down, the number one guy is, is Hulk Hogan, right? Hulk Hogan completely changed wrestling. Yeah. Like, still to this day, like, everyone talks about who's who's the biggest the the biggest sell, right? The biggest guy in wrestling Hogan. history. It's, it's still Hulk Hogan, honestly. He, he made Vince McMahon so much money, it was fucking ridiculous. T-shirts, vitamins shakes uh tv shows like i had the rock and wrestling bed sheets because <laughs> yeah wrestling buddies <laughs> like pillow buddies. pillow buddies like literally everything right so like for me i was a hogan kid he you know i just wanted to be him he advertised everything that that made you a real american like yesterday i played i'm a real american like seven times just and because he, that's a killer st- song right <laughs> and, you, and you stand in your USA swim trunks. Yeah. <laughs> on the diving board. <laughs> on the diving board. I am a real American. Um, I know your neighbors were like, shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> he's, not wearing, he's, not, he's not wearing any pants again. <laughs> oh, there's Tom. There's a snake in his boot. Yeah. 
No, but um, I mean, Hulk Hogan is definitely the number one of the golden era. Hands down. Um, I could live without Hogan, personally. See, I'm not now, a fan. Now, I'm not here, a fan. here's the thing. Like, not, not Hogan Hogan had the belt for four years in the WrestleMania gold slash golden era. Right. And there's my, there's my hot take. What? <laughs> here it is. Here I, it is. I'm good. You're good with Hogan? He's also racist, too, but that's beside the point. I mean, that's just, for another day. I mean, that's I mean, I'm talking about Hogan back in the day. I mean, like no, when know. you're He's when a you're guy. a kid, when you're a kid, you want to be it Hulk appeals, Hogan. Of course. Oh, yeah. You want to eat your vitamins. Yeah. You, you know? want to say your prayers, say your prayers. You want to scream, brother. You know what I mean? Like he he was look it at for your me. dad and be like, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, brother. He was a horrible wrestler. Yeah, he was. He was a, f- a phenomenally horrible wrestler. He had six moves. Like one of his moves was like a rake to the eyes. Like literally, come which on. Is, which is a heel move. Which is a heel move. Right. Honestly, he had he had the the leg drop of doom. Right, that's what you want to call it. The big boot. The big boot. The big the, boot. The leg big drop. boot and the, the leg drop. Big boot leg drop. Done. Typical Hogan match. Come in, start on fire. Hulk, Hulk up. Hulk up. Hit him with the big boot. <laughs> leg drop. Pin, yeah, and then you grab so, and then you grab some kid's sign and run around the ring with it, saying Hulkamania still rules. Right, but I, I mean that somebody throws your shirt so you can rip another. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which always seemed to be like started just a little bit. Oh just yeah, so get it going. Yeah, I just hope one time. You ever do that? By the mm, way, I never hope the shirt. You never no. the shirt. You? I hope my wife's shirt a couple times. <laughs> Up top. Hey. hey oh, I counts. think she's watching. Hey, Aubrey. Um. So, Hulk Hogan, right? Mm-hmm. Now, another another big guy. Now, this is if you can see Alex, what he's wearing right now. He's wearing a Macho Man hat and a Macho Man sitting on a pier thinking about Miss Elizabeth. Macho Man Randy Savage. (laughs) We dedicated a whole episode. I think he's just thinking about not. I'm not a racist. I'm not a racist. I'm. I. uh, We decided to to do the episode on Macho Man because uh, you know back at the time we did a Macho Man episode. The third episode. Third episode. I was on. Yeah. Before you did Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I haven't done Hulk Hogan yet. I don't know if I want to. I like honestly when I was thinking about. I don't know why I started off with the Ultimate Warrior. Like I, I didn't even yeah, like him. You, you know what? I didn't even like him. Well, you know what? That's fine because you didn't like him, so you can just kind of rant. Like a little bit. honestly, I didn't like the ultimate. And like I remember, I, I'm thinking about that now. I was like, yeah, why? Did yeah, you? like when I for kindergarten, right? We were in like a little Halloween parade. Like we walk around Taunton School, and I was dressed up as the Ultimate Warrior. I don't know why. Why was I Hulk? Why I just don't know why I started off with the Ultimate Warrior. But our, our top fan, Jason Lasso, said, uh, watch Hogan's early career. Hogan could suck my balls, and I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> Next question. Um, but I digress. But you digress. No, I mean, early Hogan, I, 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 like, I like old Hulk Hogan. I wasn't a big Hulk Hogan guy. Hulk with more hair and a bigger mustache was better than, like, balding. Like, I kind of lost interest in Hulk Hogan after WrestleMania 8. Okay. Yeah. So... Well, I mean, by that time, there were so many moving parts, so many more characters, so many more people. You had yeah. So Plus, many... he was on. The, you know, he was on the verge of leaving because he well, would. Yeah. He, he would leave back and forth to film movies. Yeah. Yeah. And and so what was like when Warrior won the belt? Like, that's why because he right. was filming a movie. Right. So. Not because they thought he was going to be a top guy, which yeah, but excuse me, um, they also had to do something with the belt. So what are we going to do? Well, let's put it on him. Yeah. And there was a shit job. Yeah. Like, Basuda. Trash. Now, uh, the first champion after Hogan, after Wrestle, after well, he was a champion WrestleMania one, WrestleMania two, WrestleMania three, WrestleMania four. He gets the belt taken off 
you know, Andre won, cheated, whatever, sets the tournament. Right. Macho Man Randy Savage, another guy with the golden era. Macho Man, completely different wrestler than Hogan. Why? Because he had more of a skill set, right? I think that he had more – I think he had a better demeanor towards the fans because I think that he can turn heel, turn face quickly. I don't think Hogan can ever be a heel in WWF. He couldn't. At the time, he couldn't. No. Hell no. No, you – you can't move that much merch. You can't no. put people onto the product. You can't. That's like John Cena will never turn heel. Correct. Never. Never. So, like, Macho Man was another guy of the golden era that completely changed wrestling. Again, I still, t- still say to this day, him and Steamboat, greatest match. I don't care. I mean, I'll... Not, I'll f- Ed, not Edge and Orton? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, I, I, will, I will argue with anybody. Oh, he said he uh, tore his... Uh, Tricep. His try on the uh, RKO, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. The one that he did? They ran through the match. Yeah. And only when they restarted it to film extra shit did mm-hmm. he uh, tear it. How many of you are at? How many viewers? Oh, three. Nice. Um, so. 100. Okay. <laughs> no, oh, no, my God. Yeah, no, this guy I wish it was 300. Pants. He went cream of the crop <clears throat> in his pants. Cream of the crop. But, like, Macho Man, I you can't. You can't ex- like explain what was going through his head when he was doing promos and what he's doing like outside of the ring. The guy was a fucking animal. Yeah, like he was a and whole. He was like an, you know, like an activist. Like he, you know, outside yeah. of the ring, in his persona, in his character, would do all these things. Love, love children. Love to. Yeah. You know, he was a big dog guy. I know. He did, yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. So he he loved to like give back and stuff. You know that. That's awesome. You know, it's just like just two completely different people. Did Hulk mm-hmm. do that? Yeah, probably. Did he want to? Probably not. But did he have to? Yeah. Of yeah. Course, you're the face of the damn company. For yeah. Eternity. Yeah. He's he was the face for until he left. Until and, he left. And that was, you know, on the on the downside. Yeah. Of that. He he had the and great. You know what? In in retrospective, thinking about when he left, it was perfect, and when he came back. You know, it was perfect. Seeing, yeah, it was perfect. Seeing he what had, you got from him from yeah. WCW, which honestly, he had more character, more depth because he was playing heel most yeah. of the time. Um, oh, he had so much before like, until everything just started to really go off the rails late. So many people like loved him yeah. as a heel when he was yeah. in WCW because you know what? Those people grew up with him and wanted him to see. You know, yeah. they, they were kids. They ate their vitamins. They said their prayers, and they were like, you know what? I'm gonna rebel against my parents. You know, and I yeah. just want to, like, spray paint shit. <laughs> and, yeah. Like, and the match paint. with The Rock at WrestleMania um, 18. Like, all the fans that are that are cheering, going crazy for Hogan, they were all kids that watched him when he was, when they were kids. Yeah, by that time, I'm sure. They and they wanted kids. to see yeah. him be that heel in WWF. It was, it was smart booking. You put Hogan up against The Rock, who, at the time... Him and Stone Cold were running the company, basically. So that was just perfect booking, whoever did that decision. But, like, if you look at all the good moments from the golden era, right, for me, it's going to be the the debut of The Undertaker, hands down. Now, the wrestling during the golden era was a little bit different than it is today. More clunky, like, a lot of forearm shots in the back, like a lot of... Well, there wasn't slower a lot of, pace. I think they had a lot of moving parts, so they had a lot of things to get through. Mm-hmm. So, like matches weren't given time, and the people who did get time were your basic, you know, your five or six people you've seen all the time. Yeah. Um, anybody else was just 
Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. All right, on to the next thing. Let's just yeah. keep moving the program along. They had a lot of jobbers on they, the TV shows. Yes, they did. Yes, the Barry did. Horowitzes of the world, the Iron Mike Sharps of the world. Yeah, it's funny you said that. My uncle said, Iron Mike Sharp, let's talk. <laughs> nice. Good shit. Iron Mark Sharp, yeah. I remember he came to the ring with, like, he had a black Speedo with, like, these huge, like, black gloves on. And he used to go, like, ah, that was, like, his thing that he did. <laughs> I don't know why. But the cool thing about the Golden Era, and it's something that I think that the WWE you should do today i loved how they did survivor series i loved it four and four teams and then have a have a match of the survivors at the end that was so cool to yeah. have um they kind of brought it back this year a little bit with the whole tri brand aspect i think this that was the first time in a while that like i enjoyed watching it yeah and like a couple of years before like so that was last year that was 2019 so like 16, 17, 18, something like that. I think it was like 16, 17. They had some really good Survivor Series S stuff. Yeah. And then 18 was whatever the hell it was. Yeah, it was. Just, they just started mixing like all these matches, but like it night- didn't seem like it mattered. Like, yeah. give me something with some stakes. Why are these people winning? Yeah. The- Why do I want to be in this match? Is it to settle grudges, which pretty much was what it was to start? Um. You know, it was your top heels versus your top baby faces. Yeah. Um, and then it would also build programs going into that um, for, you know, the months to come. The f- into Mania season, of course. The but- first, if we're talking about Survivor Series, the first championship, the, the first world heavyweight championship match was 1991 between The Undertaker and Hulk Hogan. Mm. And Undertaker won. That was the first time that they ever, that year, <clears throat> the 1991 Survivor Series, that was when they decided to put different matches on the card. They had, um, they, I remember it was Ric Flair and Razor Ramon. No, was that nine? No, what am I doing? Yeah, no, it was. Um, no, Ric Flair was part of a team, but the next year that he was, he was a tag team at Razor Ramon and uh, against Mister Perfect and Macho Man. But like that whole aspect, I loved, and like the thing with those pay per views back in the day, like SummerSlam. They had a lot of like just one on one random matches. Yeah. So like like the match booking was a lot was a lot different because like the opening match could have been like Hacksaw Jim Duggan versus the Barbarian. You know what I mean? Just a random match. Yeah. That had like no storyline, nothing like that. It was just two guys wrestling. Almost just choked. But the cool part <laughs> the cool part about the fans, like at that time, is that they loved every single face and they booed. Every Everything. single heel. It was it didn't wrestling matter. in its purest form. Yeah, it was wrestling in its purest form. Unlike today, where it's very like the lines are like you're in between. Yeah. And, you know, there is no true face. There's no true heel. I mean, the only true heel I can really think of is Baron Corbin. Yeah. Randy Orton. But, like, again, people like him, though. Well, yeah, so he teeters. Nobody likes Baron Corbin. <laughs> I, I don't. I was never a Corbin guy. Yeah. Even when he was in NXT, I just never liked him. I thought it was cool, and then he had great music. I'll give him that. Oh, yeah, his his the I'm original glad he music. He shaved his head because yeah, man, his ooh, his hairline was worse hairline. than Yeah, that, that was, was back there, man. Oof. And you know that he never well when his, he came. His, his move is protected, by the way. Yeah, when he came up to W, when he came up from NXT, like he used to wrestle with no shirt on, but they told him to put a shirt on because they didn't think he was built enough. So that's why, if you notice, he's wearing like that. TGI Friday's waiter out. Yeah. Well, now he's got the king gimmick, which actually, yeah. you know what? I got to be honest, it kind of fits. It, it does fit. Good. It does fit his demeanor, and but, it actually, you know, King of the Ring was a year, a year, a year and a month ago almost. Now they're really holding to this King Corbin gimmick for a long time. 
Let's. I well, they've hold, held on to every King of the Ring gimmick. Anybody who's ever won is just ran with it because they didn't have other shit to do with them. Yeah. So but it works for him though, but that you know mm-hmm. we digress. Now, like with the Golden Era, right? We're t- we're talking about this. There, Ric Flair comes into play, right? This is huge. So when Rick comes in, we're moving slowly. Slowly, we're at the twilight of this era. Now. Yeah. Because this Sid, Rick's in ninety one, Rick. ninety two. Yeah. Right. Ninety one between ninety and ninety two. Ninety one. Yeah. Well, ninety one he wrestled at the Survivor Series as part of a team. Ninety two he won the Royal Rumble. Right. Yep. So let's just say he he got there <clears throat> September. And brought him in sooner. But October. They've been. They wanted to bring Rick flair in for at least the past four or five years and you know what him and hogan wrestled so many times at house shows and they just never got the yeah and like you know he debuted with the he brought like his belt onto tv and then they blurred it out and when they blurred it out like it it was actually a tag team title belt that was blurred out huh yeah um i I learned about that like a nwa championship yeah well no he he brought I think he brought the world heavyweight title out. Like the big gold? Yeah. Wow. And then they blacked it out. But I don't know if it I don't know if it was technically that, but they made it to be that. And then when like when he actually brought a belt out, like to display he's a real champ, it was one of the world tag team championship belts. Oh, okay. So uh that's a little Easter egg information. But the golden era for me, if I had to rank them, for me it's number two. Okay. Right. You'll hear my number one later. Okay. But number two for me is the golden era because now now this is this is between the golden era. We're talking about the golden era, new generation, attitude, ruthless aggression, PG era, we'll say. That's five. So like we're not like we'll we'll talk a little bit about today's wrestling, but like out of those five, I'm putting golden era two for me, simply because that's what I grew up with. Yeah. I I grew up with the golden era. I started watching it then. Yeah. I still watch it to this day. Like, when I first got the WWE Network, all I did was I watched wrestling from 1985 to 1992. That's all I did. Like, I didn't even look at anything else. Yeah. Just because I wanted to get that feeling and nostalgia back. So, for me, it's number two. What about you? Top out of those five. Well, so, Ruthless Aggression, when we do get there, I got to be honest, and I've said this before, those were like my end of high school, beginning of college. I checked out. Yeah. I, I knew a little bit about what was going on, but, like, you know, shit. I, I fucking started dating my wife, you know, or my, who's you know my girlfriend, who's now my wife yeah. at that time. So it's like I was into chicks, <laughs> like you know, like. But I'm not alone. I'm not in into that. body slams. A lot of <laughs> right. I'm body slamming. Right? I'm top. <laughs> hey. Um. No, but seriously. Um. And a lot of other podcasts that I listen to, some of those guys, they checked out around that time. Yeah. But, great thing about this is i can go back on the network and miss yes. uh watch all the shit that i miss make sure you get the network everybody yeah and there's Some like the new plug. tiers now like it's free then there's yeah. a ten dollar one that i pay for and then i don't know if there's anything else the free one is some i think it's some it's pay-per-views some, some pay-per-views no really? it's no, some it's it's product yeah but not like everything yeah, yeah. so then they're they're just giving the fucking farm away and give me my ten dollars back Gas money. <laughs> so after you know, gold go, going out of the golden era, right? We're talking about ninety three, ninety four, ninety four, ninety five ish. Hogan's gone. When Hogan leaves, that's gone. That's, that's it. it. That's, that's it. it. That's it. 
Hogan leaves 93, loses to Yoko. Yep. Goes to WCW. Remember that parade that they had for WCW? It was in Disney World. Yeah, something? he was in the back of a car. Yep. Just going around with the. He had some weird. The music was kind of like I Am a Real American, but it was heavy guitar, like, yeah. ripping it. So, <laughs> Macho Man. Ripping it, ripping it. Yeah. Macho Man's staying, but he's coming into a different character. He's announcing now he's doing some special matches here like, and there against his will he really doesn't want to do it. no either. no he had it was time for him to go too i think he knew he had i got a lot more left in the tank <laughs> i got some more left in the tank um but the salmon jacket yeah i'm gonna get a salmon color that's that's a mark henry joke i suggest you watch mark henry's farewell speech when he starts to fit liter- legitimately cry on uh it was really good it was really good like that was so, oh man, it was good. Like I really Disney thought, I I, 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 awesome. I really thought he retired. I don't and know he had that you. like balding cornrow long yeah. hair thing going on. That was his world's strongest man. Yes, yes, all the pain. All the pain. Yep. Did you watch the Stone Cold with him? Nope. You oh, told me you watched it. So it. Watch it. good. It's really good. He actually starts like tearing up. He's like sweating the whole time. It's great. Oh, just like you. You're yeah. fucking. Am I sweating? Sweating, dude. It's hot in here. You know. It's. I think. I think it's just the the bright lights, big city. You know oh, what I mean? That's where the, I the bright be. lights are coming down for all of. Three. three. <laughs> all the three. Any questions yet? <laughs> for all of the millions and millions. Any questions or no? Zero. No. Okay. Remember, if you want to drop us a question, you can ask us anything, and we will answer anything wrestling related your opinions your thoughts what do we think of stuff yada 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 whatever you write on the cue cards ron burgundy <laughs> will read 1993 we, we usher in the new generation era now with the new generation comes new superstars yokozuna younger we're so younger we're, mo- we're moving younger now because yes. everybody in this golden era was man they were pushing they were older they were older they were up there yeah they were older a lot of people don't realize it because like you know, some of those guys were like 27 years old, but they look like they were 40 with three kids and yeah. two ex-wives already. Yeah. And some of these guys actually stayed like Million Dollar Man. He stayed, but he was a manager of the Million Dollar Corporation. Yes. Right. That was WrestleMania 11. That was his big time because that's when he had Bam Bam Big Logo against Lawrence Taylor. Right. So he stays around. Um, just, a, you know, Macho Man stays around. So like these guys are still, they're still lingering around. Yeah. Bobby Heenan's still there. You know what I mean? So like. We're going to this new generation era, younger superstars, right? Shawn Michaels becomes the heartbreak kid. He leaves the Rockers. Now, Shawn Michaels debuted in the golden era. Somebody said why they never put the title on Razor. Who said that? Uh, Jason Lasso. Oh, why they, on Razor Ramon? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Hmm. I just don't think that he had... Like, that, is, that is a that is an That is a great question. question. Um, why didn't they put the WWE belt on Razor Ramon? Hmm. That's tough because he, they, was the intercon- he was the intercontinental. Champion. He was. Now he made that title significant at that time. Him yeah. and him and him the, the and back and forth yeah. between him, him well, and Well, him, Michaels and Goldust. Yeah. Goldust had the belt too. So I mean like it was that constant going back and forth, but I mean at that time you had Bret Hart as the main as the as the champion, you had Yokozuna, you had Diesel. So I mean you had Bob Backlund thrown in there. Yeah, he won but, in ninety three. Was he yeah. champion there? I mean, I, I do think that Razor could have been champion, and 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 I really do think that he would have done well. Yeah, I mean, I think what Vince if is he looking had yeah. the championship. I don't think he would have left, and if he no. did leave, he would have left later than when he. Yeah, did. like, I mean, who can turn down guaranteed contract mm-hmm. money? 
Like this is like some shit we do. Yeah, now. like like this is the time when Vince McMahon likes the big guys, right? Yeah, Yoko. I he mean, Yoko was a big guy, but I mean, Diesel had the belt. Yoko Undertaker had the belt. Actually, Sid Simone. had the belt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like the small champions, Bret Hart. I mean, Bret Hart evolved to have a phenomenal singles career. Yeah. Right. He held the Intercontinental. He held a. He had every belt. Intercontinental Tag Team World Heavyweight Champion. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he caught so much fire though quickly. Yeah, so he was a Grand Slam yeah. champion. Yeah. He he became the he became the the top face after Hogan yeah. left, right? Someone he, had to do it. So if you were to, if he, if you're put, putting the logos right, because yeah. the logos tell the story, the logos tell the era. Mm-hmm. If you were to put the logo behind each person and rank it, so we got the golden era we're looking at over there. My guess is you're gonna put Hogan behind it. Absolutely. You got the new generation there. You're gonna put Bret Hart Hart. behind it. I have to. Now, when we get to Attitude Era, Stone Cold. Oh my God. Okay, so Stone hands down, Stone Cold. Right. Yeah. Right. Like. And then so on and so forth. Yeah. You know. But But like, like the new generation, kind of brought in a lot of bad gimmicks. Oh. They did. Like they brought in like Papa Shango. Well, Papa Shango was kind of the golden era. Well, he no, he was the golden era, but that was a horrible gimmick. And he ruined his chances at WrestleMania 8 because he came out too late and all that stuff. Like, there's a story behind that. He got buried really quickly. But, like, just some, ba- like, Bastion Booger, the goon, um, the Duke the Dumpster Drossy, yeah. just, like, random Isaac Yankum DDS, which uh, is really Kane. That, yep. um, yeah, that was a bad look. He had yeah. bad hair. Yeah, it was just... He had, like, just, a curly mullet. Yeah, like... Um, and bad teeth. Yeah, which was he was supposed to be a doctor again, but actually, you know what? That got actually is kind of like funny. there. There were so many gimmicks during the like Vince McMahon just tested a lot of stuff. I feel like the new generation era. I mean, IRS was a gimmick. Yeah, but I mean, not, yeah, IRS worked. He he found success as a tag team wrestler in the golden era. Yeah, right. So like again, we're going to this new generation era. He brings in Lex Luger, right? Lex Luger comes in from WCW. See, and, and he came. He came from WCW. Yeah, came into WWE. F. WrestleMania and 9, the narcissist. narcissist. The narcissist Lex Luger. Then he body slams Yoko when he's like Mr. America. <laughs> the gobbledygooker. Yeah. Who said that? Uh, Jason. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Um, Jason Lasso, by the way, we got screwed out of that tag team. We got screwed out of that tag team uh, debate, by the way. We lost that. That's another story for another day. Um, Money Incorporated, right? Six success for Ted DiBiase. He became a tag team champion. You know that he actually defended the world heavyweight title at house shows. Um, uh, because when Andre anyway, gave him yeah. the belt, he was technically a champion. So he actually had the mat. He had the belt, and he would wrestle actually Bam Bam Bigelow at a couple house shows. He had four times that he wrestled mm. with the belt, but. If you ask any wrestling fan, <laughs> do you think Lex really body slammed Yoko? Who? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, Jay. no, no. Nah. <laughs> Tullock? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's been watching this whole time. No, nah, you know why? Because because Jay, hey Jay, he's a huge Yoko fan. Like oh. he loves like his favorite oh, wrestlers. I, wish I can zoom in on that picture. His favorite wrestlers are Yoko Zuna and the British Bulldog. He put that up. He, one of the <laughs> he, when he walked into the room, that was his thing. That's yeah. what he put up. Yep. Yeah, and um, it's fucking great. You're no, awesome, no, man. I no, I don't think that Lex really. I mean, Yoko had to help. The same thing with Hulk Hogan. Andre helped 
Oh, Hulk the, slam the, him. the story of Andre uh, being slammed by Hulk, he gets heavier every time he tells the yeah. story. <laughs> Hogan was, was 900 like one pounds. Ton, one ton. <laughs> right. No, but that, that, was a, that was a great moment because that was something that happened outside of like an arena that was so cool. And that was, again, that was a character building and character development. You bring in Lex Luger, complete 180 from a narcissist guy who's obsessed with the way he looks to a guy that body slams Yokozuna to the face of America. You get the Lex Express going yeah, from did. city to city to he city. S- he slammed him in that challenge. Yeah, the USS that. Intrepid yep. on July 4th. And he like he actually goes in a bus and tours the country. The Lex Express. The Lex Express, right? And then he loses to a count out at SummerSlam. <laughs> so, <sighs> so, yeah, so... You can talk about his career, like where that went off the rails. Yeah, and then no he, and then he became money. a tag team. He was the Allied Powers of the British Bulldog. Yeah, right. They had one wrestle. They they actually had the debut match at WrestleMania 11 against. Oh God, they were the two twin brothers and Jebediah, and uh, what was the manager for Jack Swagger? Oh, um, Uncle uh, Jeb something. Oh, Zeb Coulter. Zeb Coulter. He was the manager for them, and they had one match at WrestleMania, and that was and then Hulk, and then Luger went back to WCW mm. after being on Raw the same night. So wow, so he did that too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah no, he, he, did. Did. he, he did. He was on both yeah. shows at once, right? Like Yokozuna, I thought he was a good champion, right? He, for his size, he worked well in the ring. Now this is new generation, so this is so the champions we're talking about: Bret Hart, Yokozuna, Diesel, Bob Backlund, Sid. Right, Shawn Michaels. Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Yep. Yeah, Shawn Michaels too. So like, Michaels was the tail end of that. Yeah. So there's like six or like six champions, right? Yeah. In a span of five years. Mm-hmm. So like right there, that's an average of almost a year at a time. And that was a really short era. Yeah, it was. But and and what's funny is a lot of people to this day will say that that era and Brett himself being champion sold no tickets, didn't put any yeah. passes in seats or whatever. That was hard. And what's also now, now what that's why Razor is... could have been champion, but Razor started off as a heel. Right, he was a hard heel. Like he had vignettes walking down the street in like Miami. Oh yeah, with the shirt on. Yeah, drenched, yeah. drenched. That's in what gold. I remember. That's yeah. what I remember when he debuted. Is that fucking shirt? Yeah, and the little pig thing he had going on with the little, hair, right little there. curl. Yeah, the little yeah. curl. But like, hey, yo, hey, yo, but like new generation. This is when Raw gets created too, and that thank you. That's what that was the point I was trying to make. Yeah, is, go this ahead. Is when they were going into cable television on yeah. the USA, nineteen ninety three. Yes, right. And the first, did you ever watch like the first like five episodes of Raw? Oh, it's so weird. It's weird because you're in, oh, what? It's not the Hammerstein. It's it's the, the Manhattan uh, something. The Manhattan whatever. Center. Yeah, and you have that weird second level. Yeah, and the ring is right there. It's very like small. It, it, you know, I yeah, the I, big raw letters, yes, and that's where they walked out a net alongside of, yeah, yeah. Yep. I remember and, one, two, three kid coming and out, yeah. What something that happened during this era was the first time that you saw another brand come in, like ECW came in, mm. like ECW legitimately had matches on Monday Night Raw. And why did Vince do that to give him to give another company airtime? Was that smart? Maybe I don't know what he was doing. Well, whatever it was, we're doing it now. Trying to help the competition. Uh, WWE just bought Evolve. Yeah. Because they were in the tank, unfortunately, because of COVID and everything. So yeah. they bought them, which they were doing business which, with them anyway. Which means the entire library. Correct. So we'll it's more contact. Correct. So when you want to watch Adam Cole and you want to watch Keith Lee and you want to watch Ricochet, and, early, early matches, you're going to watch that. Right. Yeah. 
Which I hope that they um, kind of steal some of their personnel. Oh, yeah. Um, some of their bookers and stuff. Yeah. And I forget what the guy's name actually is, um, but he's their top booker down there. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabe Sapolsky or something? Yeah. So if you look at um, superstars of the of the new generation that made impacts, Razor Ramon's one of them. Um, definitely, right? Bret Hart made a huge impact. Shawn Michaels made a huge impact, mm-hmm. right? Diesel. So, like, these household names, they're not really household names. I mean, Bret Hart is, Razor Ramon. You know, but, like, if you ask a wrestling fan, when did you watch wrestling? Oh, you know, I watched Hulk Hogan, and then I stopped watching it. Yeah. And then I really watched it again when, when Stone Cold came back because he was cool. You know what I mean? Like, that's like that's what a lot of different wrestling fans say. Yeah. Right? So, like... The, the new generation and I'll, and I'll, I'll be the first to to say yeah. that too like wcw was not my not my jam no now at this time wcw is 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 putting so much pressure on vince mcmahon what's wrong uh the internet's messed up i don't think your internet is working my so wi-fi. i don't know if people can see my wi-fi yeah oh well WCW is coming in hard, like hard at yeah. this time, right? Yeah. They're, they're well, because poaching. guess what? Everybody who you just seen on television, yeah, um, is now jumping ship and just appearing all at the same time on yeah. WCW programming. They're poaching everybody. They're poaching. Yeah. Great word. Hogan becomes a heel. One of the biggest things in wrestling history. Hogan's the surprise member. Bash at the beach. He leg drops Savage or whoever it was, Sting or whatever in the ring. He's the third man. Bobby Heenan comes to him and says, he's the third man. Hogan's the third man. Changed wrestling at that time If they did forever. not make that decision, and do, and I, I'm, I'm sure I can easily Google this and find out whose decision that was to do that. I think it was Hogan. Well, that's what I was getting at. It would be Hogan. But I don't think if they made, if they didn't make that move, to make him heal and to start doing the NWO and running the way that they did. Oh, uh, yeah, the birth of the NWO. Um, you would have never had people jump over to WCW and make it to what it ended up being before it infor- unfortunately phased out and got yeah. bought by Vince. People wanted. People were watching WCW because it was that. It was Ugh, new. It was that. Fresh. I'm going to say the word. It was that grit. <laughs> it was that just that aggressive attitude. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was completely the opposite of what they were doing at WWF during the new generation era. And why not watch that? And I'll tell you why. You had people fucking dressed in chicken suits and just garbage. You had a garbage man, fucking garbage man. Yeah. You know, like you had stuff that didn't appeal to anybody anymore. Those people that you were appealing to have now grown up. Absolutely. You know, so it, it you're losing your audience. And what's cool now? Mm-hmm. Being bad, being aggressive, just doing your own thing. So guess what? I'm going to put on TNT and I'm going to watch their programming because WWF ain't got shit for me anymore. It's not for me. Yeah. Um, they, I don't really... I really don't personally think they were gearing towards kids because I think they were in a in a lull period where they didn't know what the hell they wanted to do. Uh, th- their identity was kind of lost. Correct. Yeah. And like like don't get me wrong, the new generation had some great matches. Yeah. Like, a lot of stuff that people people just overlook because yeah. it's a time that was one so quick and ruled by another company at that Taker time. Taker carried a lot of that too. He did. He taker, did. taker. This is this is. We talked about it last week, and I don't like repeating myself, but like I find myself having to. 
Taker Taker carried the locker room in the mid nineties. Hands down. He he was the one that, that carried it. And like there were some great matches that were produced, like Mot like uh Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania ten. Infamous yep. ladder match. Some people say it's the greatest ladder match of all time. Still to this day. When he flew off the like he he looked like a squirrel falling yeah. down off the thing and he fell I I thought no one's ever fallen off a ladder that slow before. Mm-hmm. And now they just come in, come off that ladder so fast. He was up there. I, I you know, I was younger, so it felt like he was up there for 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. Just falling down. Yeah. Like Owen Brett, WrestleMania 10, another great match. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to say WrestleMania 13, Austin and Austin. Well, this is like the beginning of... Austin and Brett, like we're gonna, like a we're gonna. A lot of people. So all, this yeah, is the, yeah. this is the. We're, now we're hey, teetering here. Now we're teetering. So now because, we're moving out of here. Because and we're moving to something. McMahon else. knows that the pressure's there, right? So he knows that he has to go into a new direction. Correct. And when I mean a new direction, okay. he goes into a new direction known as the Attitude Era. Now, before we talk about, which is probably forty-nine minutes. There we go. Now we're back. That was weird. And we're back. And we're back. So technically. <laughs> Man in the box, you get back in that box. Yeah, so we had a little uh, technical difficulties, but we're back. Um, he has to usher in this new era of wrestling. I mean, he also had a lot of things going on. We had, uh, don't forget in this era, we had Ico Pro going on. Yeah. You know, so that really, like, that really put some, you know, took the wind out of his sails there on top of WCW. Losing all those people, seeing them show up. On WCW, feeling like you know you couldn't trust anybody. Giving away the finishers. Yeah, yeah. There was definitely some moles planted. I think. I think Bischoff had some people in the WWF that he was paying. Yeah. Right. Why do you want to watch Raw? Watch Nitro Live when Yokozuna beat Shawn Michaels. You know what I mean? Everybody. Like that. I mean, listen. Everybody talks. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing with all the people. How do you find this shit out in the locker room? Somebody's got to speak. Yeah. Someone's yeah. speaking. So I'll never forget. When McMahon gives that promo, he's standing in front of the Raw's War with the with the fucking the the cage mm-hmm. and the barrel sitting there, and he's like, "We're gonna usher in a new era of wrestling with attitude." And then, bam, the Raw's War thing. You see the fire, you see the barrels, and you see this character emerge from the smoke. Austin three sixteen. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now this is after his infamous. So the go, go ahead. Yeah, so yeah. That's when because I'm, I'm about to cream my pants about this, but go ahead. <laughs> Tom is fucking chomping I, at the I bit am, right now. Oh my god! For the uh, millions. Oh, for the five people. Five people. I think it's because my wife just got back home. <laughs> any, any other questions? Oh, and uh, I think no, no, no okay. more questions. And I think. Um, I think he started his own Facebook page. I think uh, Vito started his own Facebook page. He's watching. Did he really? No, I'm just oh, okay. Um, Talk about that speech because we're gonna say the same thing. I listened to it last last week, last week, week and a half ago, and I just play it on loop all the time. That it's ridiculous. At the King of the Ring, yeah. by Austin, is what sets this new attitude era because. That was the realest thing people had heard in a long time. And he got and you sit such... there and you thump your Bible. Yeah, he got talk such about a John three sixteen. Well, Austin three sixteen says, "I just <laughs> whipped your ass." ass. That's it. That's oh my it. god! And from there, Austin three sixteen t shirts signed. Oh my everything. god! Everybody had I an had Austin three sixteen shirt. I bought it. Yeah, I had everybody a shirt. had a shirt. I did. And like, 
I got a new one. <sighs> like, I don't know where to start right now. Because, like, do we start with Austin? Do we do we start with with the most... You're fucking sweaty. I know. You're, with, swe- you're with sweaty mo- for Austin right now. He he became he became this new Jay, gen- Jay King Mabel. <laughs> Fuck you, King Mabel. <laughs> King Mabel. He won the King of the Ring because no one was in the fucking Yo, put tournament. Your, put your kids to bed. It's fucking nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> King Mabel. Men on a mission. Yeah. Men on a mission. I, I didn't. You know, I didn't. I didn't think about talking about King Mabel uh, during this podcast. But um. So thank you for that. Thank you for the King Mabel shout out. But like. Where do you start with the Attitude Era? It's so hard to because you got to start with Austin. Yeah, Austin completely changed wrestling again. Mm-hmm. He is single-handedly responsible for putting WWF back on the map. Yeah, hands down. And, and he the, was and like a failed prospect too. He was. You know, he was there, the ringmaster for a minute. And you know who the second guy was in that? Vince McMahon. Hands down, mm. he gave him the control to do whatever the fuck he wanted to do. Well, at that point, it was easy because you're printing money. You had nothing to lose. Correct. Nothing to lose. The attitude era. Everything to gain. Nothing to lose. The attitude era is well. First of all, we didn't rank the new generation. For me, it's four. Yeah. Yeah. So right now, golden era is two. Attitude's one. So same. Yeah. I I think you and I are gonna feel the same way about everything. Um. But the attitude era single-handedly changed wrestling forever. Mm -hmm. Right. Before the Attitude Era, the main viewership, they wanted to get that between nine. They wanted 18 to 25, 18 to 30, whatever that actual demographic is, they, they, that's what they wanted. They, they weren't getting it with the new generation. No, not with uh, no. Isaac Yankum DDS. And, no. and King Mabel. And King Mabel. But shout out to King Mabel. Shout out to King Mabel. Rest R. in R. peace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. But that, that's a whole other fucking episode we can do dead on King Mabel? Oh, Dead Wrestlers. Uh, no, not Big V. No. Big Daddy V. Well, the first one I would talk about was the king of this. Mr. Perfect. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah how come you, you started your own podcast? You need to talk about your own boy. Fuck. Nah, I'm saving him. He's he, he, he he's back there. <laughs> he's chew- coming out soon. fucking chooch. Yeah. But <sighs> Attitude Era. Like, can we just talk about some of the crazy shit that happened? Every, like, uh, like, let's just talk about, first of all, the birth of signs just went c- through the roof. Do you remember all, looking at DX, old, yeah. like, Stone Cold, like... The shit that they got away with. Oh, my God. You can never do that again. And obviously, for reasons we know why. Yeah. Val Venus got his dick chopped off in the Attitude Era. Oh, choppy, choppy, yo choppy, pee Choppy, choppy, yo pee pee. But Kai, was, no, what was the, um... Kai and Tai? Kai and Tai? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it was Kai and Tai. Like that that right there is is something that they had a porn star as a wrestler. Yeah. And his vignettes were with Jenna Jameson in bushes. In the bushes and him coming out of the shower, hot steamy shower, grabbing a towel. Ridiculous. Yep. Then that's just Val Venus who's a mid card guy who was who was the IC champ. Who just now smokes hella weed. Yeah, I know. But like I'm just getting so excited about this. Like there's so many moments. Mae Young gives birth to a hand. Like, come on. That is ridiculous. Like, we're having, like, I'm just going to talk the, about the, random moments. The hoe train? You had a guy, you had a pimp. <laughs> you had a pimp bringing hoes out once a week. And I mean, yeah. this is a coming of age tale and for like, me because, you know, you and I are yeah, just about the same I was, age. So. I was 12. This was nice. You had Sable. I was, 12. I was in seventh Miss grade. Kitty. Yes. Um, 
Debra, like Marlena, Debra, like Sable, Jacqueline, just... people like Jacqueline. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was. I remember I was twelve years old. And you had Sunny, who was in and out of that. Yeah, she was in the new. She generation. was in the new generation. But like Nitro used to be on from eight to ten. Raw was nine to eleven. Correct. So it was Raw's war, then it was the War Zone. War Zone, which was like yep. the I don't, I don't the second coming of Christ, I guess you could say for me. So is that why the two shows were separate because they could get away with different ratings? I think so. And this was right before they started to do the TV ratings, which I think started yeah. around ninety eight, ninety nine. Yes, where they would put that up in the corner. Because it was TV fourteen, correct? Yes. Yeah, but like Stone Cold Steve Austin, like what he did, like just the middle finger in general. Like, you couldn't put the middle finger up on WWF programming. No. Now they're making fucking signs. Like, they're legitimately making foam fingers. Like, foam middle fingers yeah. of Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's selling them for, like, I'm, like spitting at the mouth. I'm foaming at the He's mouth right now. He's foaming at the mouth. at the bit. It's ridiculous. It made me a bigger wrestling fan than what I always was. Because, for me, Hogan, Taker, Taker always stayed with me, Stone Cold. Mm. I wanted to be Stone Cold. I wanted to be The Rock. Yeah. And like, I'll get, we'll get into The Rock, but like, like Stone Cold just completely changed everything with his, his badass attitude. Just coming in and fucking. Because that was the definition of being yourself. He made you, 11, he made you want to hate your boss. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. You <laughs> like, wanted to beat like, the shit out of like, your boss. Like, if every you're day. going to work, I hate my job. I hate my right. life. I hate you. Right. All right. I hate you so much. That I want to kick the shit out of you. Middle finger. Every. Kick, kick he, to the stomach. He did this for two stomach. hours every week. And it was the same shit every week. And I can't give Vince McMahon enough credit for going through with it. He brings in Linda. He brings in Stephanie. He brings in Shane. Did They're all see- getting their ass kicked. <laughs> left and right. I was going to say, it's did ridiculous. you see that video? You're, pe- you're, pe- I'm, I'm you're, you're peaking. I'm peaking. I'm peaking. Right. Well, you're just so happy. Yeah, I'm right. just so happy. Um, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, like that video of where they all got stunned in oh like a five minute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and like Vince McMahon pisses himself on television. Mm-hmm. He gets his ass kissed on television. Yeah, gets like ass legit ass. Pissed. He's wearing a fucking thong and he's getting his ass kissed. Yeah. kissed. Like the By beer poor, truck. Poor William Regal. Like the beer truck. Yeah. Like infamous history, infamous moment in in the Attitude Era. Right, Kurt Angle. You know who it. I wanted to be? The guy throwing him the beers. Oh, Mark Eaton, the timekeeper. That's sad that I know the fucking timekeeper of the WWF. His name is Mark Eaton. Y E A T O N. Right. And and you know we started talking about DX. So now you had oh DX. Yeah, plus you had DX. Like oh my god. Like this isn't like you want to talk about Shawn Michaels DX because that again they got away with so much shit with China. And like the early DX, Rick Rude, like they, the really made, early they, DX, they made, and he was on two shows at once. Yes, he was. Um, where they made fun of China with her breast, you know, where she they're like, "Oh, China, where those come from?" Yeah, they later did it with Stephanie too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then yeah, I think they were in towels. They China showed their was ass so chiseled. She was just like, Ugh, like straight chiseled, and then like she got like her chin shaved, and then she like she looked more Ooh. like a. No, that's what she did. Oh, she did. Yeah, because oh, she had right. like a big chin. Oh, she did. She had like a Jay Leno chin. Oh no, yeah, she had a lot of cosmetic surgery done oh, to her. Oh, okay. I mean, I thought she looked good at the end. Like she, like I guess, kind of progressed into a more of a woman. Like she was like China on her own. I loved it. I loved, yeah. I loved her, and I definitely liked her later with Eddie Guerrero. Oh that yeah, was the best. Yeah, that was, shit was the best. Yeah, yeah. But like, but 
that DX, you know, and so DX had a promo where they were talking about all the the shit they couldn't say. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh no, can't say that." They were, yeah. I think he's standing at a podium or yep. something, and and uh, Sean's reading it. Triple H is to his left or his right, behind his shoulder, whatever, and then you know, and I I I see the promo in my head. Yeah, and it just makes me laugh. I think that it, yeah, it's like I will not say dot dot dot, and everything gets bleeped out. Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, what the beep yeah. are you doing? You know, yep. um, that oh god, attitude error. But so there's two parts to the attitude error. The part where it was new and fresh, and then the part where it just became a shell of itself and a joke on the tail end of that. Yeah. Where it was like, all right, already. This is enough. Now well, you're really... Well, that's, that's, because, yeah. that's, that's because McMahon treated wrestling like risk, a game of global domination. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. Okay. He just dominated the wrestling industry, right? Like, we talk about DX. We talk about the uh, Stone Cold. Another guy, a huge two guys, I think. Infamous in the Attitude Era are The right. Rock. You have one and two. The Stone Cold The Rock. Right. Right. Then you get... Chris, Everybody else is a, a player. How about Chris that. Jericho? 99. He's still... August of 99 when he debuted. Chris Jericho that was still great, has... Oh, man. What a great promo. The most infamous... Yes. Uh-huh. Start ever. Uh, like... I watched that. I was at my father's house, and I remember... I, I told the story a couple episodes ago. Um where you know the countdown was you thought it was y2j it was the new millennium but if you did the math you're like wait it's fucking august it ends in august yeah you didn't and know what it, it was right and then he came out in that promo in the banter between him was him and the rock right yeah man that that's gonna live on ever dude sparkly shirt and the ponytail and the ponytail i'm yeah. never gonna forget that look no nah. that says so much he he came in right at the right time because yes, like did. remember yes he did he came the, in hot and they strapped a rocket onto yeah. his ass, man. When um, when The Rock came in, The Rock debuted in the New Generation era as Rocky Maivia. As a blue chipper. Blue yeah. chipper. That was uh, JR's boy. Yeah. Yeah. So was uh, Jack Swagger. He was another blue chipper. Mm. But, like, The Rock debuts Rocky Maivia, and then he becomes... Die, Rocky, die. You have yeah. his chance. <laughs> he de- uh, debuted at Survivor Series. They just played that. Yeah. Uh, Rocky sucks, yeah. right? So he comes... And, and a then second when he started coming. wearing those shirts, oh man! Well, well the he, silky shirt. Then he was in the Nation of Dom. Like, yes, stables in the. He ad- got, so he got hurt. Yeah. And he he became the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, the Intercontinental Champion. Mm-hmm. He got hurt, and then he just cut a promo on everybody, and then joined the Nation. The Attitude Era was just. When Mark Henry came in too. Yeah. Remember, so it, Mark Henry had that uh, red, white, and blue. Yes. They were playing off Mr. Of America. Yep. Playing him with the Olympics. Stables was a thing in the Attitude Era. Can you just list of all the stables? Let's just think about this for a second. DX, mm-hmm. Nation of Domination. You had, remember the DOA, the Disciples of Apocalypse? Yeah. There was one. Remember the Oddities? There's another one. Oh, man. How yeah, about the, the Bariquas? Uh, remember those? Golga, right? Yeah. The Bariquas? Oh, Los Bariquas. Ve- yeah. Sabio Vega. That's yep. five. The Mean Street Posse is six. Oh, uh, the, the Ministry Jay, the, is seven. Yes. The Ministry he, is he seven. <laughs> like, who else? That's seven stables. The um, Brood? They're a stable. Yeah. Eight. Like eight the, to ten stables. Yeah, the job squad. Yeah, nine. That's ridiculous. Stables were like the thing. Because and now you can't find one. No, because guess what the thing was in WCW? The NWO. Right. The NWO was taken over. Everybody was in the NWO. And, no, literally. literally. Everybody, everybody was in the NWO. Like, like the fucking it, t-shirt it guy. to the LWO. Yeah. And then. The Wolfpack. The Wolfpack, the red. 
Yeah. And then even Sting finally jumped ship and joined uh, the, the Wolf, Wolf Pack. I think he joined both yeah. at that point. But. Like, and I was watching both, but, like, stables were so big back then. And they had so they, they provided so many good matches, so many good moments. Like, when DX dressed up as the Nation of Domination, do you ever see that? I do. That, I do. When he came out as a the Bismarck or... Bit, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Which, obviously, they again, regret. Again, you can't... You can't You do cannot blackface. do that in today's... Do not do blackface. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, you, you It is you not can't. okay. Yeah, you you really can't do that. You and can't dre- do ministerial ministry stuff. You, you can't yeah, you no, can't no, put no, people no, no, in crosses either and hang them above the ceiling. No. And like there was also he a didn't time want to do that. Undertaker yeah. didn't want to do that. And you know, a, a, there was also a time when who was it? I think Gangrel or or no? Yeah, the Brood. Oh no, the Brood. I guess technically was I was watching stable, something. But, well, it's three people. It's a group. Bradshaw stable when, is four. when Bradshaw was in the ministry, right? Yeah, he, the APA, the Acolytes. Yep, he hung. Gangrel over the top rope with a noose, like, like, like the, you can, the shit that they were getting away with. Like, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. And that's that's what made it so different because they were getting away with it because the mm-hmm. viewership was there, the people were there, the people were, they would sell out of events in like minutes. Yeah, like this is the peak. I went peak, to peak of, at that time. I think I went to two events. Ever. Yeah. Like, and it was one was Raw, one was a SmackDown episode. Like the Attitude Era provided so many moments that still live in wrestling history. Like they still played the beer truck, they still played the milk truck. The milk truck, right? The milk truck was hilarious because it was that was just Kurt Angle's character. Yeah, Kurt with, Angle with the came little in. Tiny hat. Yeah, with the little tiny hat. With the cowboy hat. Yeah, the cowboy hat. Like, like I'm just thinking of all the crazy, like in all the crazy matches. Like Raw was like the place because it was like they just. Provided so many good wrestling matches right. too, and and you know what and we all the superstars about? were on Raw and the birth of SmackDown and yeah. everything. So speaking of that, you have the promos, yeah, the promo work and and just people becoming real and this was a this was a, a reality era, yeah, if you can call it that, because people were becoming their own. Um, the freedom to cut the promos there wasn't. Um, you weren't given like an outline you were pretty much like all right well go do it do whatever you got to do yeah um you know like 75 percent of people everybody else had had to stay within the lines a little bit but um the promos the, the rock just was comedy gold every oh, God. single time like we're not even we didn't even talk about the rock dude yet. i can't i can't wait till we do a rock episode. we're gonna do a rock episode like we haven't even talked about the rock yet so let's just uh, talk about the rock now because we're talking about stone cold and dx like the rock yeah where do you put him on the list of greatest uh promo work it's hard to beat rick flair there's a top five yeah he ain't six that's no for sure. who the rock yeah Rock's no, i'm f- saying he's he's Rock, Rock is top three. So that this oh boy, yeah. I think Rock is top three. I think you put I for me. I think Ric Flair is one. I, I think because it's more so. Rick was out there. And Rick you've seen him. I mean, out there, yeah, mentally, out there, physically, and you can't beat that. Rick, I, I think yeah. Macho's right there, right behind him. If he's not one, really one A, yeah. And the Rock and Stone Cold. I mean, Stone Cold cut the same promo, though. But he said it different it, ways. He said it different ways. Yeah, Towards different people. Towards different, right. Yeah. Um, and you got the same result every time. And the Rock, I guess you can say he did that, too. But he was just like, 
creating shit and like the rock would practice stuff in the car when like, i hear the rock give pro like i'll, I'll youtube stuff and there's yeah. compilations i get fucking chills yeah because that dude makes me fucking laugh i want to be him i mean this is now it's like all the shit that he's done like that guy's fucking cool that's the one yeah. person i want they say don't meet your heroes i want to meet that dude. i want to meet the rock yeah like mark henry was talking about in the stone cold podcast on the network that like rocky well, he, he calls him rocky He's like, Rocky would just sit in the car because they would drive from city to city. Yeah, and just they were road buddies. Literally yeah. write down stuff in a notebook and tell Mark, I'm going to say this is Stone Cold tonight I'm Raw. I'm going to say this to Mankind tonight I'm Raw. So, like, he was so, just... You know, when we talked about promos, you know, the one where... He... We didn't even talk about The Rock, did we? <laughs> no, we did. Oh, we did? We, we dabbled. Yeah. But, we, you know, we knew it wouldn't be the first nor the last time that we yeah. were talking about him. But um, the promos that he gave just, you know, to, to Jillian, Jillian... Do you like pie? Like, come on, man. Like, like, you, like you can't. You can't. You can't. Well, one, you can't say that to anybody anymore. You but cannot two, get away with that. He, he, oh, man, he's doing the, like, Heartbreak Hotel. He's doing his, like, Elvis thing. and How about The Rock? This is your life. The the highest rated That's segment. That's the highest rated segment in Raw history. It was, like, 45 minutes, give or take. It was, like, it was like 30. It was long. It was, 30, it was like, yeah. 35 minutes. It, that took up, and he's like, "The Rock's birthday's in May, you idiot." <laughs> <laughs> it took up almost one full hour of your show, yeah. and like we even talk about mankind, but like, there's just so many people in the Attitude Era. Like, I remember so many wrestlers just because it, they were just engraved in my brain. Like, even Same. like people like Takamisha Noku, and like, yeah, yeah but he, he, just he a had random the, the blue tights on. Yeah, that came up to here with a little black on the side. Yeah, the Mishinoku driver. Mishinoku driver. You know, it's just like these random people that I always oh, remember. Oh, T Bone, T Bone's watching. Oh, is he? It's just like these random people that I'll always, always remember. Yeah, because there was just so many great moments. And you've seen them often too. There was always something going on backstage. Yeah, and it, it was always something funny. Then you had um, the acolytes. They were then they started to play. They became the. Um, the APA. Yeah. So then they Bodyguards. Were, yeah. They were playing fucking cards every week in you the had, back. Like, I was watching the King of the Ring from, like, 2000 the other day. You had Pat Patterson and you had Gerald Briscoe in the, the first Stooges. ever... Yep. The first ever hardcore title evening down Yeah, match. yeah, yeah. Yep. Like, let's just talk about the hardcore title for a second. The hardcore was title... This, was it this old belt, by the way? It was. The hardcore title was a gift from Vince McMahon to make Mick Foley feel better about himself. Right? That's how it started. Mick Foley was given the hardcore title. Then they said it can be challenged anytime, anywhere. And that was just classic. That was just... Yeah. That was like the original 24-7 championship. And there's so many good moments from that. Like, women were winning it. Yeah. Pat Patterson was winning. You know what I mean? Just like anybody was winning it. Those are just great moments. But like... And it was just so... Like, you saw it slowly evolve. Like, remember when the Attitude Era first started? Like, the entrance ramp was like a curtain in drapes. And yep. then it was the big Titantron. And then they got like that wwe sign and all that stuff so yeah. like and then for smackdown was a huge fist f- yeah well before the fist it was like that circle, was circle the circle pattern with a bunch of circles yeah. yeah so like mcmahon's diving into more programming so he's doing two shows yeah, a week SmackDown now was on upn it was on nine yeah so like but now he's doing he's still doing pay-per-views every month now because mm-hmm. of the in your house beginning in the in the new generation era to now where he is doing just random name pay-per-views every month yeah. Right. And another big thing about the Attitude Era was the there's the Canada U.S. rivalry. Remember that part? Well, that had started a little that before was that. St- but... Yeah. But like again, the start of the because ad- yeah, you had Bret Hart, Owen, Jim, the Anvil, and British Bulldog, and like they would do so many shows in Canada because of this because it was so high in ratings. And you had DX talking shit up the Montreal Screwjob. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that was in Canada. 
Yeah. And so you like, screwed the Canadian. Yeah. Or... That that moment and that completely again changed. That was the yeah. birth of Mr. McMahon, hands down. Mm-hmm. And he played such a great heel. He had to do what he had to do, and it happened in that era. Right. Like he had to do that. Brett was on his way he out. He came out. He came out from the three man. It was a three man booth, I think, at that time, because it yeah. was him, Jr., and the King. And the King. And then he came out to play his character. And this mm-hmm. is like '97, so around the screw job, yeah, right around there. And then he became Mr. McMahon. Yeah, he he took his losses. He got punched in the face, mm. and he. Uh, he went on with it. Yeah. But, like, that moment just, again, changed wrestling. Because that was Shawn Michaels is the champion. Oh, and you know. Brett's I'm, gone. I'm sorry to just jump all over the place. And then you had, like, Goldust. Oh, yeah. Doing his like, vignettes. And they were out there, man. They were some fucking crazy. Like, you, ne- you never saw and... sexual stuff like that before? No. 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 Uh, him and Marlena. She was smoking the cigar. Yeah. Out, I think at ringside, too. And, like, Goldust would give, like, mouth to mouth to wrestlers. Like kiss him on the mouth and like he kind of came off as being someone that liked men yeah and you never saw that before no that was just another character that was getting brought in towards this attitude here which is basically they're just print they're just throwing money mm-hmm. they're printing money they're making money they're, hand over they're doing awesome um tv uh yeah. commercials in the oh yeah shit's blowing up video during, games the video oh the video games oh my god attitude I had that um, i had it on uh bootleg for wrestlemania 2000 like all these i had i had a 64 no, uh, games no mercy no, no mercy. mercy like they're they're doing whatever they want and they know they're gonna get it they're good they're gonna get away with it yeah they had they're just i can't describe the attitude error and, and if i can if you can give the attitude error one word for me it'd just be madness non-stop madness because there was so much going on yeah and somehow they managed to tell a story in the two-hour show, they gave a lot of people some some time. A lot of time. Yeah. A lot of time. And paid it off all the time. Like, uh, granted, there were some negative things. The Brawl for All was pretty bad. Oh, yeah. We just watched yeah. that on Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. That, that was, was a bad stupid. moment. That was stupid. Um, some of the decisions that they, that they crossed the line with, you know, they really... With Owen. With Owen. And, you know, like you mentioned the blackface thing before. So, like, that stuff, looking back on it, it was like, ooh, you know, that's... At the time, Pretty bad. it's hysterical. And now looking no. back on it, you're like, damn, they yeah. missed the mark on that one. Yeah, they did. But they were riding high. Yeah. No, you know, you nobody batted. I don't think anybody batted an eyelash at that time. No. Although Xbox didn't want to do it. And he went to Mark and he was like, dude, I'm sorry and whatever. And mm-hmm. I think Mark was cool. But when he tells the story, like he was pissed. He was pissed. I'd be pissed too. Oh, of course. That's fucked it's, up. It's wrong. It's yeah. wrong. On any level, anybody oh, yeah. who does it. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, But, so, McMahon buys WCW, right? Acquires right. them. Acquires all the talent. So, that's March of 01? Yeah. So, it's like an invasion angle now. Now, this is the latter part of the oh, Attitude Era, like you said before. And that's what I was saying. That's where it started to get off the rails. And that's where yeah. it started to get really crazy, really heavy. Because um, you had uh, the invasion angles, and they only... They... they I think from what they were saying on on TV on their special, like they only purchased so many contracts mm-hmm. and so many people, and so many people never really even made it over there. No, no, not at all. Um, there were a lot the of people that were. Angle, you had them up in the rafters or sitting in the press box or yeah. whatever, and then they 
pan up to them, and then a week or two later, you don't really see. Yeah, them I mean, like the, the the people that really that really made a big impact. You know, I mean, well, this is before they bought him, but when like Guerrero came and Malenko came and Benoit came, like those guys got bought. <laughs> Dean Malenko. All I think is fucking uh, Chris Jericho. Man of a thousand. Man of a thousand hold. Armbar. <laughs> Move numbers up. Armbar. <laughs> the man of a thousand and one holds. And one holds. <laughs> Classic Jerrica. Yeah, the list. I'm gonna watch that tonight. Um, so with the invasion angle, yeah, Perry Saturn and part yeah. of that, and um, he who shall not be named, but I'll name Chris Benoit. Yeah, well, we're gonna mention him later because he he, he was, was kind of, of he was impression. part of the reason why my last ranked era is the way it is. Mm. Um, but we're gonna dive now into an era that is kind of underrated in my opinion when people talk about wrestling it really is and I, like like i said before it, there was a time where i got out yeah of watching it but i know so much happened and i think, yeah so we're gonna go i go back to what i talked about before when you see the logos now the um ruthless aggression had the same logo the yeah scratchy w and this is when they went to wwe because the wwf which is the stupid fucking panda wildlife shit yeah they couldn't whatever that the was world anyway. wildlife federation right whatever that was they lost out so they were like all right so this is when they became entertainment yeah um so they get they had the uh, the shirts that said get the f out and the commercials and stuff and um i think when i think ruthless aggression era automatically uh, i mean there could be so many people and i'll be happy to debate it but the one person i think of i mean i, I like to think of benoit but you have to think of eddie guerrero thank you uh, no, eddie I mean, is that yeah God, man i wish he was around eddie guerrero he, be doing so much he evolved he right evolved now. into a household name and they were the now the ruthless he, aggression he, he's somebody who should have never made it by the standards of wwe set yeah. by vince mcmahon Never, ever, ever. But from the golden era, definitely through new generation, they got smaller. They did. Um, Attitude era, they got bigger. And I'll say they got bigger only because in name and whatever they were doing. So that made them look bigger. And then they got smaller, physically smaller for ruthless aggression to where we are now, where it's a little bit of a mix and you're seeing like indie guys come over. Now, ruthless aggression... McMahon gave another great promo because he knew the Attitude Era was kind of coming to an end. Did he make this on television? Yes, or he in did. The back? Okay, and on television. Oh yeah, he did because With ruthless that's aggression. aggression, right? John so Cena, two thousand one, Ohio Valley Wrestling. OVW. I'll just name you this class. Ready? Batista, Randy Orton, Randy, Randy Orton, Batista, John Cena, Brock, Brock Lesnar, Shelton Benjamin. He gets forgotten about. He was a very good wrestler and still is, in my opinion. Those four, God, he's like forty years old, doing shit that no. Yeah, him and John, uh, John Morrison. Yeah, did you watch that match on SmackDown? Oh, that was a great match. What? Him and Riddle was a great match. I loved Fucking it. Give me that. Yeah, those four wrestlers that I just named are they? They they've been carrying. Yeah, the WWE for going into the and one ruthless aggression era to the PG era. Right, but the ruthless aggression era was about young talent. Yeah, having that. So having so that. Rock is in Hollywood. Yeah, uh, you have WCW people. You have um, uh, Ric Flair coming back. You have Hulk Hogan making his name again mm-hmm. as Hollywood Hulk Hogan, but for WWF or E, excuse me, 
and uh, Stone Cold is in and out of the WWE uh, with an injury, and then he's a GM of Raw for yeah. a hot minute. And, well, his last and match was WrestleMania quit. 19, which yeah. was Ruthless Aggression. Right. Um, but the Ruthless Aggression era, it was, it was about molding young talent for the future. Correct. That's what it exactly was. Which was so weird. It's like, when did he realize he needed to do that? You know, because this yeah. is Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of I think have he, I think he realized a little bit. I think he kind of realized when The Rock left. Yeah. Right. When The Rock left, and when Austin left, or he left because of injury, he he knew he had to do something different. Yeah, writing was on the wall a little bit. But he still had. And the rosters were big now. Yeah. You had two shows, so now they're starting to get pitted against each other. Now you have Raw versus SmackDown and its own separate crews. And who was who was there? Right. I mean, my guy is always there. Taker, mm-hmm. Taker's there. Kane's there. So again, we have yeah, we so, have and, and uh, it's a mixture. Sean's back, I think, at this yeah, point. He found himself. He found himself. He found yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have um, Triple H in the mix still. Mm-hmm. You have uh, Kurt Angle uh, for the mo for majority of it before he leaves. Or yeah, he leaves. Um, and then yeah, you have just these new this new crop of talent. Phenomenal crop of talent, and too. you still have Edge. So now Edge is making his singles yeah. run. Uh, Christian's doing his thing. They come like we totally we totally run. missed the TLC. Like again, there's so much uh, stuff in the Attitude Era. We can do a whole episode on the TLC match. Yeah, we we can, we can do a whole episode of tag te- of tag teams in the Attitude Era if we really want to. But like we're rolling into this ruthless aggression era, and I think this is where the wrestling has was. It took a step back. And this is more of a show. That's my personal opinion. I think it's the That's opposite. My, yeah, I really. think it's the opposite. I think the wrestling took a step up, and the I think the attitude era was more of the entertainment. I, I and think the show. that happened later in in ruthless aggression era. My my because again, like, I mean, there's classic matches. I mean, I mean, yeah, like like the wrestling. Off, like if you look at the wrestling in the in the in the ruthless aggression era, right away there's a lot more wrestling. Yeah. Right away, and Attitude Era was about backstage promos and more all the shit that you can do outside. More in ring stuff, ring. yeah, yeah. In ring stuff was just like shenanigans shit and shit that didn't make sense. It yeah. shouldn't have, but somehow it came together. You know what? Here's the thing: the Attitude Era, Stone Cold could have thrown a, a a handful of shit on the on the mat and stood there for an hour, and they would have pe- made and a t-shirt, pe- of and it. people were watching yep. and make a t-shirt. Now you're going into this new era without Stone Cold. Without the Rock, you're also going to a new era in in general because people's attention spans. You have cell yep. phones, you have technology more readily available. Mm-hmm. Um, texting, the internet is huge. Like WWE.com is yes. like a huge thing. Yep. But like, this is where the wrestling gets. Now, for me, I think it's the opposite. I think the the wrestling was more focused on the you know, the ruthless aggression era than the Attitude Era, because the Attitude Era matches. It was it was just like some of it was a shit show, some of them were great, but it didn't matter. The entertainment was there. Correct. Now the wrestling is being staged like on a higher level because you have all this young talent mixed with some attitude. It, the, the mixture was perfect. Yeah. Because you have technical like you have technical wrestlers like Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho, Edge, uh, Eddie Guerrero, Brock right? Lesnar. Like all uh, uh, like just those guys all yeah. on SmackDown, for example. And then you bring yeah, in, you have the SmackDown four. Yeah. And then you bring in Lesnar. You bring in yeah, John Cena. Yeah, Booker T. You bring in Booker T. I mean, you got Randy Orton. The five-time, five-time, five-time. <laughs> WCW champion. How are we doing with questions? Any other questions? No. No? No, Talib said, let me be the cameraman. Uh-huh. I said, ooh, casting couch. <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, no, but the wrestling was on a whole other level, and it provided so many great moments. Yeah. Like, when Eddie won, 
at that No Way Out a over Brock Lesnar. Huge. That was a huge pop. Moment. Yeah, and the same thing with now with Ben and, and that belt was okay. I just felt like it yeah. was a little wide. Yeah, it was, it was all right. He, now that was that was crazy because he took the belt off Lesnar going into WrestleMania. I didn't expect that title change to happen, right? And then he had a great feud with Kurt Angle, Eddie did. But like, like if you're a true wrestling fan, and if like you get emotional about wrestling, like I get emotional. Like I mean, I don't so, like you know sob and cry about stuff, but like I get goosebumps with certain moments, like when yeah, you do. <laughs> Like the like the steamboat match, I get you know you get goosebumps with, you get goosebumps and Stone Cold wins the title for the first time. I get goosebumps about stuff with the Undertaker, but like the embrace of Benoit and Guerrero that's, at Wrestle at WrestleMania that, twenty, dude, that's real. That's, that's like that's, a, that's one of the realest moments. Yeah, in wrestling with history. the confetti coming down, and it's so sad because you two see, guys because because you see uh, Nancy and the kid, and it's like, yeah, ah. Uh, and now again, what a, what a weird series of events in those yeah. couple of years. Because then remember, Eddie gets fired. Yeah, he got fired because he had drug issues. He did. And then they brought him back quickly because they were like, "Oh shit!" Like he was. He started to um, change his yeah. life around when he passed. Yeah. And like the, the attitude era going to this, like, like there like was a those lot. are two guys, small stature, who just did their time. Like these guys came from WCW. Remember, they were yeah. there in the mid nineties. Yeah. And in the eighties, late eighties, they wrestled each other when um Eddie was wearing masks at the time. I forget what his, his name was at that time. But, you know, these guys who are basically brothers, um, shouldn't have made it in WWE came from another company which you know we know nowadays people from another company don't get that rub unless you're AJ Styles and those are guys are a, yeah. dime a dozen Eddie and Chris were they were they and, were they and that's like Eddie Eddie and Chris you say the same sentence you they, know? they they changed the way that people saw champions because everyone when everyone thinks of champions think of the six foot five 325 pound powerhouse brick, brick shit brick house, shit house that yeah. can bench press a Buick that can do all the stuff you have guys that are like 5, Lex 10, 5, 11 yeah, yeah. Like Lex Luger. it completely changed wrestling and this is during a time where the wrestling was at its peak right. in my opinion like, you, I think the best wrestling Ray, Ray Mysterio yeah, I think the I, still to this day I think the best wrestling is going that on ma- that match when Eddie um, not Eddie when Ray won after Eddie died oh, uh, dude, WrestleMania 22 on, man. like the best wrestling in my opinion was in the ruthless aggression era hands down the best wrestling the best entertainment the attitude, attitude era. era most nostalgia for me the golden era so as you as you hear us talk about each era so there's something from if, if it's not the <clears throat> wrestling there's some there's other something different yeah. It, yeah like golden era made it hollywood uh, new generation yeah, era yeah. was kind of like that lull where he didn't know what he was doing mcmahon they floundered they had a lot yeah. of in, inner shit going on but like company. attitude yeah, era the entertainment was through the roof now the wrestling is being displayed so yeah, well the on XFL the discussion yeah the plus too, the xfl like we you know he's he's losing money he's getting his ass kicked yeah and i think like when we talk about ruthless aggression era like the first guys i think of are eddie and benoit but you got to put john cena in there too you and yes like and i'm like, glad we transitioned <clears throat> that way yeah you got to throw like john cena john cena was there throughout the whole thing yeah. prototype he started yeah. off as a prototype as prototype and he came along to at the end of this era to yeah. who he was now even today so you had at the beginning of this era you had chris and eddie and, and Kurt and, and Edge and, and Jericho it transitioned and Undertaker's still there. And Taker, my boy, and, and um, Kane. And Kane. 
and you're transitioning now to John. But RVD too, and Booker and RV, T. You know, dude, guys. RVD. So we had ECW mix in there. Yeah. Remember, you you were doing uh, one night only or whatever. Yeah. Well, that was around. Well, he won the Money in the Bank at 22. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Money this, in the Bank. This was this was yeah Money in the Bank. So like when Eddie died, Eddie died after WrestleMania 21, and then that's when Ray won at 22. Right. But like RVD's big break probably happened between 21 and 22. And RVD should have been. Bigger than he was, but like he just couldn't stop smoking weed. <laughs> smoking that ish, um. But yeah, like like we said, each era gives you something different about wrestling. Right. The entertainment part, the sport part, which is something the wrestling, that the Hollywood the part. On its own, yeah. yeah. So like now, now we're in the ruthless aggression era, and now John Cena, right? John Cena. When John Cena became big, like I remember, I remember that promo where he slapped. Uh, Kurt Angle, they challenged yep. him. He I thought he was going to win. He lost. I remember watching that live. So to and he see got the it blessing now, of the Undertaker. Old. Yeah. Yep. And then. And that's where I, after that. So when we get to 0506, it's just like I'm out. I tuned out. The only reason why I knew who John Cena was was because um, uh, my brother Devin, his friend Bob, he had the John Cena spin a belt, and I was like, "What, dude? What the hell is this?" Devin like, and Bob. Yeah. I was like, "This isn't what kind of wrestling shit." Is this like I felt like the old man? Now I'm back in. Get into off it. my now lawn! I'm, right now I'm doing a fucking podcast every week. Um, oh, you love it though. I do, I do. But like John Cena started off as a heel, and his whole gimmick of the Doctor Thugonomics was a joke on a tour bus. Yeah, because he thought he was getting yeah. fired. And then it was the Halloween the Halloween episode of SmackDown where he dresses up as like And he raps in front of Yeah. Stephanie. And then it's a whole nother world. And like he catches fire quickly when he turns face and he becomes US champion and like Oh word when we get uh word life. Yeah. Ruck fools. Um <laughs> Ruck fools. But like this the spinner, right? Having having Only spinners, two people held that. Yeah. Edge and uh, Orin. Now, like the spinner belt and the spinner US belt, I mean, having rims that's that were spinning were pretty popular. And like he was, was. he was like the perfect guy to put that on because like he wore the baggy. Like first of all, he would always wear a jersey of whatever Mm -hmm. city you're in. So if you're in Cleveland, he's wearing an Indians. If if you're in Boston, he's wearing a Larry Bird jersey. So like right there, he's getting right. He's getting pull, right? And like he's getting a cheap pop. As he's getting cheap pop, yeah. and then like then all, then all the kids start like in Cena, and then he evolves into this character. Oh, and he's also bringing some hip hop element too. So oh, yeah. he's bringing in some new viewers, and don't forget we have uh, um, crime time crime here during this area. And then he evolves into a character that's about the USA, about the military, about jorts, about jorts. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking chicken tendies. Jorts. Oh, my God. Jean shorts went if, through if, if my wa- the roof. If my wife is still watching, can she actually heat up chicken tenders, please? Because I am starving still. <laughs> How many people are watching? Only two, which I think is my wife. <laughs> okay. And maybe, um, and maybe Talib? Maybe Talib. No questions except Jason, huh? No. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. So, John Cena. He becomes, like, this military guy. He's really... You know, he's doing a lot of, um, you know, um, make a wish, right? Which I think he has the most make a wishes of all time, of all time. Yeah, and like he becomes a household name, similar to and he's on uh, Today, Good Day News. Yeah. He's on the Today Show all the time as like a guest, whatever spot now. You know, like 
so he's becoming that that Hogan like character. Yeah, Hogan for, for a new era. New era of fans, which is geared towards social media, more um, presence in Absolutely. culture and stuff like that. He, you know, he did the Marine and whatever and, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, yeah, he in twelve. I think it was twelve rounds. That was actually again, pretty decent. Again, movie, but. a lot of kids wanted to be John Cena, right? Like in and out of the ring. Yeah. So like he was a great he a, a role model. He still is the greatest humanitarian I've seen in the WWF. Hands down. He donates money. He's at events. He doesn't make a wish. The guy is a good guy. Yeah, he donated to Black Lives Matter. Yeah, like yeah. like like he's a good guy, but it's so funny how people hate him. <laughs> because yeah, he's, uh, five, five booze the doom. Yeah, because you put Roman Reigns in the same category because he was always John Cena was always one. He always da da da. You know, so like this jeez. Oh, this era of wrestling is focused about the wrestling. Now, when Eddie died, that's when... It was a big cloud over wrestling. For oh, a minute, it was. Because then you went into Chris Benoit, and that was, now, that was pretty bad. Now, Chris Benoit... Now, for me, Ruthless Aggression is three on my list. So, for, for anyone keeping track, Attitude, for me, it's Attitude, Golden Era... Ruthless Aggression, New Generation. That's my top oh, gold, four. Golden Era, I'll put a three. Yeah. So I'm going to put Ruthless above we're flip, that. Yeah. But yeah. for me, it holds more nostalgia in the heart. With, where we're at, you know, I don't, I don't even want to call it reality era. You know, no, we'll we talk about it at the very, very end. Yeah, we, we yeah. should call that technically, um, Just you know, today, board, present. boardroom era. Yeah. Meaning, like, you know... Um, publicly traded era that that's yeah. what we should call it because yep. you know once it went pg now yeah that's a great now normally i do the lead-ins and the, you always give me the mm. yup <laughs> but alex just said a great lead in the pg era why is the pg era the pg era because remember tv 14 was still ruthless aggression correct and they were still doing some some stuff back then you too. want you want to know why it was but... pg chris benoit when Chris Benoit did what he did, McMahon turned it to TVPJ. Wow. Hands down. Wow. If you think about this now, think about it this way. Chris Benoit. I mean, it's one of. His last WrestleMania was WrestleMania 23. Right. It's probably one of three things that helped in, in, in the inner workings of things. Yeah. And, and like I said, being publicly traded later down the line yeah. didn't help. But here, here's here's my hot take. Of, of the episode i wish we had like a button to like usher that in chris ha 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 hot take <laughs> that was bad <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh chris benoit is responsible for the pg era yeah hands down think about this for a second you have when you're top he's the intercontinental champion at the time mm -hmm. oh, this is so sad to talk about yeah that was a hard episode to watch for uh um, dark side of the ring he kills his wife he kills his son. Premeditated. He kills himself. This is all in a span of four hours? Four to six hours? Uh, over a weekend. Yeah. They were dead all weekend. Yeah. He, they, he killed he, himself on Sunday because he was supposed to be in Houston, I think. Yeah, at a show. Yep. And he, 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 sends, somewhere out there. he sends a creepy text message to Chavo Guerrero. On Friday. Yeah. And the dogs are in the backyard. They're fine. They they He asked or somebody asked, um, oh, no, oh, the wife is – I got to leave. The wife is sick or yeah. something. My son is sick. Yeah. Um, you know, they find weapons under the kid's bed. They find Bibles at everyone's feet. 
like some fucked up shit. Like I knew we were going to talk about this. Like I don't like to talk about tragedy that much on this podcast because this is supposed we to got enough of it nowadays. Yeah, like this is supposed to be like Take why why it, we yeah. love wrestling. Like if you it, first of all, if anyone listening views us as their getaway from stuff, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, our idea of this podcast is to give people sort of an inside of yeah. stuff that maybe they don't know about. But we wouldn't be doing wrestling a service if yeah. we didn't touch upon these hard topics. Yeah, because it unfortunately is a part of like, what we watch. We we will do. We will probably do an episode about wrestling tragedy because it has to be spoken about. Yeah, but like, it's a part of history like that you this, can't take away. Besides Owen Hart, now Owen Hart was different because it happened in the ring and it was an accident. That is Owen Hart is single-handedly the most tragic event in wrestling history. I don't care what anyone says. That in the ring, single-handedly the most tragic incident. One of the most because it was a murder scene and you kept, kept the show going. going, and everybody yeah. there is uh, a witness to a murder. Yeah. Technically, yeah, thousands of people are witnesses. The to Kemper murder. Arena in St. Louis, yeah, something yeah, like that. Something. But the most tragic event that happened outside of the ring has to be Chris Benoit. Yeah. I'm sorry, but he is in my opinion, I, now again, I don't nothing about him. I read stories, I read documents whatever. Was steroids involved? Maybe with painkillers probably. I heard his, I heard his CTE. I heard his brain looked like a golf ball with all like the like the divots in, in it, it yeah. holes in it. They said that on uh, yeah. the side of the ring. But like he is single-handedly responsible for turning the PG era because now McMahon is going on the Today Show. He's going on national television talking oh, about... Did you see that interview with him and Bob Costas? Oh, yeah. Wow. Like, that was crazy. That was during the Attitude Era. But, yeah. like, now he's he's going on the Today Show talking to Al Roker and whoever else, um, Katie Couric, mm-hmm. about Chris Benoit. Yeah. And he, like... And then an episode that they don't show anymore. They pulled it. They pulled it. They pulled it yeah. because it was them. Saying, it was oh, it was the know. tribute to Chris Benoit. The next night on ECW, because ECW used to be on Tuesdays on Sci-Fi, he came out and said, we apologize. Now that we know, now that we know what happened, he will never be brought. Now, again, now, if you will go on the network, all of his matches are there. But in the preview for the matches, like WrestleMania 20, for example, they pulled the... They pull his name, so instead of you just see a match. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a championship. It's a triple threat championship match. Yep. I remember it was Michaels, Triple H, and Benoit. Mm-hmm. But the way they write it is, it's a trip. It's a triple threat match with Shawn Michaels and Triple H. They don't mention his name. They mm-hmm. don't. They will never mention his his name again, because see that's hard, man. That's hard to do. That's because he had such a fucking he had such a crazy, phenomenal, good wrestling career in the wwf at the time but he, he was like yeah. one of my favorites yeah but that like cripple cross face and the fucking diving headbutt dude yeah you can't tell me that shit didn't hurt it, it, it did well, hurt it probably didn't and help if you notice now you don't see anyone doing diving headbutts well no even dynamite dynamite kid used to do dynamite that kid was his finisher it. and yeah. he used to say don't do that and uh king harley race that was his yeah. finisher and countless other people. Yeah. So, like, what, what, what McMahon is forced to do after going on interviews, talking about Chris Benoit, he literally, like, and it's not just him. It's like Larry King Live has Jericho and Bret Hart, two guys that aren't even in WWE. Like, so many wrestlers are talking about this that he is forced to go to TVPG. 
And with TVPG, that means what? That means no chair shots to the head. Yep. Unprotected no, chair shots. That shot. means no blood, right? Unless it's an accident and they don't show blood yeah, anymore. Yeah, unless it's a hard way, yeah. Yeah. Now, if you notice that they show blood on television, they make the screen black and white. So they don't you don't see the blood. Really? Yeah, they did. I've seen that before. Hmm. I've seen that. Um, no blood, no hair, sh- no, no headshots. And it's it becomes no, more no objectifying women yeah. and, and whatever. And now yeah. now the writers for this era are now writers from TV shows yes. and Hollywood. And this is where we're at now. Freddie Prince Jr. was a fucking writer. He was a writer early two thousands yeah. till this is more recently. Because Benoit killed his 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 family in two thousand and three. Yeah. Damn, it was two thousand and three. Summer two thousand three. Damn, man. Yeah. I it feel was like 2003. It was later. Now I feel old. No, it was 2003. He killed the he killed Nancy and his year. son. Yeah. Um. But like McMahon had to do it. Yeah. Because wrestling was getting such a bad rap, and for being this overbearing, violent, deadly, enter form of entertainment. He had to. Change. I'll call it a sport. He, yeah. But. He had to change so people could see that. He acknowledges it and mm-hmm. he knows that he needs to move forward. Yeah. Instead of being stale and a stick in the mud and all right, well, this happened, but you didn't do anything about it. So, so he, he yeah. was forced to change. So now this now this TVPG era uh, is bringing in like more watered down entertainment, more watered down promos. Yeah. You're not seeing like like when Edge and, and writers like, are coming yeah. in and out. Yeah. So writers like. They're not on there longer than like, like six, seven months now. Like and like, do you remember like when Edge and Lita basically have sex on the air? Yeah, I like think her, yeah. I think her titty popped out. Yeah, it did. Like you, you can't, you couldn't. Oh, even the, yeah, f- yeah, it was on Raw, the live yeah. sex show. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't even fathom to do that. No, now. Oh well, yeah, you or rated, then this was rated R superstar. Yeah, right? now like we're now we're sitting in the TV PG era, and. Like when we talk about superstars, we talk about John Cena still. Mm-hmm. We'll still talk about the Undertaker. Now we got to talk about people like CM Punk. Yeah, CM Punk was a big part of this era. Yeah, because like he had the whole feud. Society. Yeah, now because he was coming from ECW. Yeah, now the whole pipe bomb promo was that written? Was that off the top of the head? I don't know. Well, the, people can say the same thing about the screw job. Was Absolutely. that real? Was that I, like who knew what about do you, think? you know? What do you think, dude? I don't know. I don't know what to think. I think Michaels knew. I think Vince knew. I don't think Brett knew. I don't think so either. Because if they did, if it was a work, then that, that that's going down with him to the day he dies. Yeah. Um, and my last breath, it was a work. <laughs> it was a work. But, like, now we're seeing people evolve, like Randy Orton. DX comes back against, like, the Spirit Squad during this era. And it's, like, such a watered-down version of DX. Like, yeah. they don't say they suck it. They don't say suck they don't it. Say suck it. They throw the it fans say, say suck, it. suck it. Correct. To now, this day. Yeah. To this day. Yeah. The fans will right. say it, but not the superstars. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because um, it is such a bad thing to say. Yeah. You can't say suck it on TVPG. Oh, who didn't go around crotch chopping their fucking teachers? Oh, my God. Yeah. And their parents. There is a picture of me in sixth grade. Find it. That's going to be the time. No. Who had it? Food. Someone had a picture of me, and I was given, like, straight crotch chop, but, like, I was <laughs> focusing, like... Like looking, like looking at my crotch. At, at like your, look at it at your small package. <laughs> yeah. Like how many people are watching? Uh, two. All right, nice. Um, the 
people who like your small packages. Just... I, w- I want to know who the second person is. Who's the third man? Can whoever's watching this? Can you just admit yourself real quick? It's a delay, so it's gonna take oh, a minute. It's a, it's yeah. a delay. Um, like I ran around crotch shopping. Who didn't? Yeah. But like now, it was all about like this. This era, it's watered down, right? Oh, we didn't even talk about evolution. And, 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 oh, they were so good. Um, so like again, it's John Legendary. Cena. Yeah. It's punk. You know, like the Miz is coming up. Uh, Mark Henry. Mark Henry. Uh, great Khali's champion. Like, oh. like, like it's the revolving door of champions, right? Kurt Angle's on the higher on the you know on the way out. He's on the he's on the yeah before he goes to TNA. TNA. Yeah. yeah. So like, if I could describe the PG era in a couple words, I would say Hollywood rubbish. And you would say the PG era ended after New York, New Jersey mania. Would you yeah. say that? Yeah. I would I would say reality came at uh WrestleMania thirty with Daniel Bryan. Yeah. So that January, once that whole program started, and remember that February of that year, late January, February, he joined the uh Wyatt family he too. Did. And then a month later he's in New Orleans, he's winning a championship. Yeah. That's beside that was like a point that nobody needed. Weird program. Because he Weird. had nothing to do with the end result yeah, and of then John, that. And then John Cena jumps in and, and goes at the bright. Right, right. right. And then they bury Bray Wyatt, like, obviously. But, um... Because now you're having people from FCW. So now we're getting more... We're... we're, To get to where we are, we're getting more indie, like... Before we talk about... I'm just going to say that the PGA was my least favorite. At five. Mm, Because, I mean... That's fair. I mean, there are some moments... Like, this is when, like... Now, like, my career of watching wrestling goes... Anything, I think, with uh, Punk... Remember, yeah. ECW is around on the later ends here. Yeah. Bobby Lashley wins the ECW championship. Sheamus right? debuted in Sheamus ECW. Yep. But, like, I started get like, I always watched wrestling, but, like, there, there was, like, maybe, like, a, a year lull that I would, like, yeah, maybe people, miss a Raw you, you here and there. In and out. But yeah. now, like, I'm entering a point where 27, 28 WrestleMania going into the reality era, that's... I'm cranking it in overdrive yeah, now. When the Miz wins, yeah. Yeah. So now, the reality era, because we're in it too. Right. right? So, technically so like, we're so in like the, the okay. So, so now we're going to talk about now. Now, we're not going to rank the reality era because technically it's still going. Yeah. It's, right. It's, it's unfair to. So, because so, who knows? The latter end of this era could usher in some new, especially after COVID and everything, yeah. could usher in some new stuff that might make it jump. And who so, knows? You never know. So, like, I'm going to give just a couple opinions. Wrestling now, like in today, it's better than six years ago. Yeah. Because the, yeah, the, there's better wrestlers, in my opinion. Um, NXT did a and, whole and, lot. And, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Thank Go you. ahead. No, How about no. NXT? No, you're right. That's, yeah. That's it. NXT is completely NXT, changing. Yeah. Changing wrestling for the better. Yeah, it is. Because it, they're, they're the whole performance center, it, they're bringing in what they did was smart they they, started in 14 15 yeah they like they brought in they brought in the right people they brought in you know the people to run it the right way all the stuff and it's purchased fcw which was their basically their minor leagues for so long and and there was a a wwe thing about fcw yeah that was really good by the way it was good because i didn't know anything about it um, again, at a time where I, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't start watching again religiously until I started to work with you. Yeah, and that's, this is July 14th. So, if I had to describe today's wrestling, 
I would say it's the wrestling of the ruthless aggression. They're trying to get that phenomenal wrestling back, but like I like we always say that the best wrestling, the best wrestling wrestling is on NXT, mm -hmm. just because I think they're more creative with their skill set and they have more time to do stuff. Storytelling, it's better than the PG era. Yeah, but I don't think it's as good as Attitude or. It's Ruthless also aggression. not live at the moment. No, so. Like today's well, I mean, none of them, none of it is, but that's because of the situation going on yeah. with COVID. But so, like today, today's product, I enjoy it, but it's sad that I know what's going to happen. That's the thing that I don't like. You know what's going to happen yeah. because it's so. Well, you're you enter a part of your life where, you know, you you're always the one. Like me, I hate reading spoilers just because. But it's not spoil. I'm not. I'm not talking about spoilers. Uh -oh. I'm just talking about like. The way they set things up. Oh, pre predictability. Yeah. Pre it, it, right now, it's too predictable. From commercial breaks to storylines. Yeah. Like, everything is very... Yeah. It, it's gotta... It's like cookie cutter. That's yeah. the best word. Yeah. Like, for Matt Riddle to come on to, uh, to SmackDown, mm -hmm. beat AJ Styles in his first match, you mean to tell me that he's not going to go after him again? Like, come on. It's yeah. so predictable. Well, I think he... That's just an like, example. Yeah. yeah. No, no, but I mean, great yeah. example. It, it, it's it such an example. Story, like, yeah. like, like Bray Wyatt. Or like, you're like, well, you know, we when we when Matt Riddle did debut, guess what? During that match against AJ Styles, who did he? King Corbin. King, thank you. Yeah. Right. So, so, you're so like, what's oh, going to happen at Extreme Rules? Right. Corbin and Riddle are going to wrestle. Right. So it's like it's just so predictable. Like right now, like do they have to be more predictable? They do because it's in an era where there's no fans. But I'm talking about when there were still fans, like when the Shield was there and everything was there. It was very the most unpredictable thing that they did was, was in was in Rollins won the belt at WrestleMania, and no, the, I thought and, the Rollins term, and the Rollins term is very unpredictable. I, I, I didn't really see that coming. Well, it was, it was a welcome. Well, like, it was a welcome because yeah, I mean change. they had them breaking it up. The Shield was very smart because it just. It I just catapulted. It was, I actually thought it was Ambrose the whole time, and, I, and the way that they filmed it and they put stuff on television made it seem like yeah. it was going to be Ambrose. It was, it, they, and it they, wasn't. They, but, they they had to catapult those stars, but um, it's just I I I'll always love wrestling. I'll always watch it, but same. just right now it's too predictable. Yeah, it's too predictable, and I'm not going to rank where the reality error is, if you want to call that. But I will say that the wrestling is kind of getting better. I mean, I think Drew McIntyre is doing well. I think he's a great champion. He's a great champion. I really champion. wish that he's champion when people come back because he yeah. deserves it. Yeah, I can't I wait mean, to see the people. Like Seth Rollins has become like the big show with all these face heel turns. It's the first. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. That's joke. but he's better as a heel though because as a face he has no direction. He doesn't. Um, if oh man, I I just I can't wait for people to be back in the yeah. if they do not come with the motherfucking fire. Oh yeah, for the first show back. And if I'm going to come back to somewhere, if you're able to come back to Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Do, or Chicago. Gotta, or Chicago. Or Philadelphia. You got to go somewhere where the, you get the heat. Yeah. And, the, and you know, you, you need that. You That's got to be the, it's got to be like the first show you've ever done. You, you can't go to Omaha, Nebraska and be like, come Poor to Oscars, <laughs> what's going on? Right. Yeah, it's like King Corbin's like, well, you know, you Nebraska football never wins. You right, know what I mean? Yeah. Something stupid like that. But like, when they come back, they're gonna come back. They gotta with, come back to the garden. With, That's my. They're gonna come back with ruthless aggression and with a good attitude, right? Mm. And on that note, <laughs> um, that was thank good. you everybody out dog. there. 
uh, in the video scope. We had some. We had some viewers. We had right? some viewers. The most we had was six. That's good. The, before that, the most we had was two. So, <laughs> and it's the same. Thank you for the support. Thank wives. you for the support, wives, and thank you for, uh, for to Jason and Jay for <laughs> asking us questions uh, here on Sunset Flip Radio. Uh, check us out always on Facebook and, and Instagram, where we will be releasing the next topic for next week. Um, in the coming days, actually. In the in the coming days, we'll probably be in the next two minutes. So, uh, check us out. Take care. Thank you, and we're out. <laughs>